0: This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Post Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org.
1: This is Review and Preview on WCWPSports.org. Good evening and welcome to Review and Preview, folks. I am your host, Tom Scavetta. Joined alongside James Montefusco, Mike Dawes, and our other co-host Chris Klemiszewski will be joining us in just a few moments. No Kyle Russo tonight, but we do have a fun, action-packed two-hour show. We're going to start off with some baseball. We're going to go over the playoffs uh, scenario. We're going to talk some college football. We're going to talk about the Jets and the Browns. Big news there. I'm very excited to talk about that, and I'm sure Mike and Clem are as well. Uh, We're going to do our Team of the Week, talk about the Giants, and review and preview some of the big games. Remember, we are on Facebook Live tonight. If you are a friend of me, James uh, or Chris, you can tune in to us on Facebook Live. And also, don't forget to listen to our show through the link for our Facebook Live viewers on mywcwp.org and wcwpsports.org. If you want to hear the callers that are on the show, that call into our show, you cannot hear them on Facebook Live. You have to listen to our live link online at mywcwp.org or wcwpsports.org. And our call number is 516-299-2030. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook at Sports. And we are podcasting again. Um, Let's start off by saying um, the Mets have been quite, I wouldn't say impressive, but they've been very respectable over the last month of the year, James. I hate to interrupt you,
0: but uh, can we just talk about the Jets first?
1: Man, you're one step ahead of me. Sorry, man. Jesus. Wow. You really want to hammer on these Jets tonight. I heard uh, Kyle Russo in the Bronx is actually two steps ahead. Oh, he is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a fun <laughs> show tonight uh, for everybody here in the studio, um, and a lot, a lot of fun facts for Mike Dawes. Um, I'm ready coming our way. <laughs> you know, just fire them over his way. So, the first one is the Mets have a 60 and 81 record since their 11 and one start. Studio. 60 and 81. And the Mets actually played the Boston Red Sox this weekend. They beat them Friday night, 8 nothing. Boston had as many hits as the Mets had home runs. Boston had four hits. The Mets had four home runs. Am I off to a good start?
2: It That was fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you had fun with that one. Um, Boston comes and I think the four homers, I think McNeil, Rosario, Bruce, and Conforto, if I'm not mistaken, I think those were the four. I Sounds believe so. Right. And then Saturday, the Red Sox come back and win 5-3. And then Sunday, the big duel we were amping up all weekend, Jacob DeGrom versus Chris Sale. Obviously Sale, you know, he's been back from injury for a couple of weeks now. He only pitched three innings, uh, so he didn't get much time. DeGrom went seven, had 12 strikeouts. He got a no decision. Mets can't get a win for Jacob DeGrom. Uh, still with an 8-9 record. Tough. That Tough. Tough's the perfect word. Yeah.
2: Because it makes no sense how you have a one seven eight ERA. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yep, it makes no sense because there's not just talk about the Grom being the front runner for the CoI Young, but also for the MVP. Yeah. Now, Ron Darling doesn't think that the Gram deserves to be the MVP. Or James, you have a differing view on this matter.
0: Yeah, when I flipped on the Met game just to see what the score was, considering they're facing Scherzer and one of the um, you know, see, see why uh, young candidates, young yeah. candidates. Thank yeah. you. Yes. We're just gonna come out there. <laughs> um, and they were talking about the NL MVP, and Ron's like, "Well, I'm not sure if because Degrom has been up in the air about being that person." And he's like, "Well, I'm not sure if he should be in it. It should go to somebody that's a more on a more deserving team, on a more winnable team, and such." I understand where he's coming from. Yes, you want an MVP from a team like that that's going to... He probably may be carrying them. But at the same time, if you have looked or watched any of the Mets games with DeGrom, he's been doing it... He's a do-it-yourself guy after the last few games. Um, He's been, I mean, pitching phenomenal all season like we all have seen. And then he's going out there trying to produce runs himself and getting on base. So... For him to have the NL um, MVP, he should still be in the running, he sh- in my eyes. Yeah. I don't know what I think, think is. My I point. think
2: he has to be a candidate at this point, because no one's really having a phenomenal season, but I do think Javi Baez will win, because he's hitting 294, 33 home runs, 107 RBIs with 21 bags. That's pretty good. But um, if there's anything like slightly less than that, then yeah, I'd say it'd be DeGrom, but Javi Baez is going off.
1: Yeah. you yeah. say he's the NL MVP this year?
2: I, I would think so.
0: Yeah. And then you also have Christian Yelich in that running as well. Yeah. Yep, forgot you forgot to look up his yeah, stats.
1: No, yes. Don't forget about him. Um, yeah. You know, the Grom has been phenomenal. It's unfortunate that uh, the season has ended up at the way it has. But as, you know, all Met fans say every year, there is always next year.
2: Yeah. I've been saying that since, like, forever yeah yeah it's been at least a decade (laughs)
1: pretty close yeah (laughs) um yeah but the mets uh look it's been a rough going but another bright spot this second half was zach wheeler let's talk about wheeler for a second uh wheeler who was shut down for the rest of the year on tuesday due to an innings restriction which kind of answers our question slightly from last week when uh when mickey mouse takes out uh Wheeler, after the eighth inning, preventing him uh, at a chance for his first career complete game. Yeah, Somewhat answers it.
2: Yeah, I just wish, you know, if, if he was going to be shut down for the year, just let him try to get that knife. Yeah. But I have no problem being shut down. I mean, the season is a long over. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, next year is the most important thing at the time. So, that's fine. But he's, he, he's had some second half.
1: He really has. You look at his ERA, it's better than the Grams ERA for the season. It's unbelievable. Uh, Zach Wheeler yeah. ended the second half since the All Star break with a one point three two earned run average, and Zach Wheeler's final record line for the season: twelve and seven, three point three one ERA. Um, this, I think, was Zach Wheeler's best year. Oh, oh yeah, in Without the major leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a guy, and I want to say Wheeler started out. Two and six, probably something like something that. Something like that, um, but yeah, another guy also shut down. But thank you, Zach Wheeler, for a great season. Uh, Wilmer Flores also shut down arthritis in both of his knees. Kind of odd for a guy that's only twenty-six years yeah. old, twenty-seven. They said it was like an
0: early onset, I believe. Yeah, it is.
1: It's not a good thing for, no. Wil- for Wilmer Flores. Uh, definitely something you got to look out for. Um, So he'll be out, which means probably a lot more time for Todd Frazier, Jay Bruce, Dom Smith in that infield. One guy, let's talk about the outfield. Speaking of the infield, Michael Conforta. Where has this come from? Did you see what he did? That one night this week, he had one home run and six RBIs. I want to say it was either monday or tuesday i can't recall which day it was not really uh, sure but he's he's been good yeah yeah he really has he's been incredible as of late he's been making better contact with the bat changing his approach a little bit to the game he's kind of um relaxed a little bit things have slowed down for him and he's been able to uh get a good crack behind his bat he's making excellent contact uh, it's unfortunate that it comes at this point in the season. Yeah. yeah. The, the
2: problem is none of this was in June when they went five and twenty-one. Yeah. I mean, to get a little bit of this, they don't lose, they don't go sixteen under for the month, and maybe, maybe something happens. I don't now, know. Now
1: that's a not so fun fact, Mike. Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's hard, hard, in a good way, of course. Hard hitting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember mid-June. I'm sitting there at Chase Field at the Mets game when they're playing the Diamondbacks, and there was a stat that said. The Mets have scored like less than a run per game on average the first two weeks of the season. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, you know, this is not this is not good baseball at all. No, <laughs> awful, awful, um, for sure. Definitely uh, a bad season for the Mets. But they are playing a little better now. They lose two out of three to the Phillies this week, uh, but on Tuesday we get to our next fact, fact here, Mike. Uh, Steven Matz becomes the third New York Mets pitcher to hit a home run in consecutive starts. He joins Ron Darling, who did it in 1989, mm-hmm. and Tom Seaver in 1972. I can't believe it's happened that often. What do you think about that? That was fun. I saw it on the uh,
2: on <laughs> the Twitter machine, and I was like, wow. I
1: couldn't yeah. believe that. That was fun. Uh, definitely an exciting time, if you're a Mets fan, a lot of young guys on this team, you look at the outlook of the team for next year. J.J. J Bruce has been hitting the ball really well. He's been hitting home runs. Finally healthy. Ahmed Rosario has his average up to 263. He looks real good. That's yeah. unheard of for Ahmed Rosario. Um, and then Thursday night, the Mets go out there. They beat the Nationals and Max Scherzer in 12 innings, 5-4. Yeah, Scherzer in 12 strikeouts, but he also gave up 3-4 to four runs, which kept the Mets in the game. Fine uh, by me? Yeah. so Fine by all Mets fans, I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
2: yeah, helping out that DeGrom-Sayun case. Oh, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Definitely nothing wrong with it. And, you know, you look at how bad the Mets' season has been. They're only 14 games back of the Braves.
2: Yeah. At one point, they were challenging the Marlins for the last place in the East.
1: Process yeah. that for a
2: second. I mean, if, if June wasn't so abysmal and May wasn't just so bad, maybe they're in a different spot here. But yeah. Yeah. you can't do that bad in consecutive months. It's no. so embarrassing. I completely agree. I
0: think it's also you got some players back healthy, and you also got some players like Conforto that didn't really have a spring training that kind of his, the first half of the season was his spring training in some aspects. And Absolutely. now he's getting hot. because he's been playing ball for X amount of months. So if this is what we're seeing now, hopefully with the full spring training next year, we could see the same Conforto or even better. That's a great point.
2: Yeah, and Jeff McNeil has been tremendous for this team. I did not see that coming. No.
0: no. I don't think any Mets fans did. Jay Bruce
2: just drove in a- Ahmed Rosario, one up the Mets. Oh,
1: boy, nice. Just right. what we were
2: talking about, that yeah. two-combo. Yeah.
1: Exactly what we were just talking about a few moments ago. Uh, Jay Bruce and Ahmed Rosario have really been turning it on. So has Conforto. Yeah. Yes. Uh, those are the three guys that have really stepped up their game. Now, um, we talked about the whole David Wright thing, but before we get to that, um, it really all started last weekend at Boston when uh, these guys really started getting hot, and particularly Jay Bruce, mm-hmm. uh, when the Mets had that 8 nothing win Friday night against the Red Sox. Um, but the Mets pitching in that series, I mean, it was just phenomenal. J.D. J. Martinez, a guy, let's go over stat line quick. On the season, he's hitting three thirty one, forty one 41 homers, 124 RBIs. I don't know if any Met has half of that. <laughs> no that would be a big maybe number maybe Conforto has like 26 home runs but whatever uh <laughs> Martinez has a 628 slugging percentage and he just went one for seven over the weekend wow Syngard uh dominated
2: that whole lineup on Friday he did it was great to see cause uh it was great to see against him.
1: You know, like the top three, like best top three in the league yeah. with the Red Sox. That was awesome. That was the bright spot because the Mets were officially eliminated from playoff contention last weekend. Dang, uh, but Rosario. People are asking where has he been all season? He's hitting three thirty three the last month. So, have it have yourself a day.
0: Yeah.
1: Other news about the Mets. Talking about the issues with. Um, their minor league team being on the other side of the country, their AAA team is moving to Syracuse next year. Even better news, the Nationals lose Syracuse and now have to go out to Fresno. Awesome. And Fresno is not a good place for recruiting these prospects. So the development there is not as good as Syracuse. So the Mets definitely have a better um, shot. I think the Mets may finish with a better record than the Nationals next season. Oh, I'm in
2: for that. Yeah. I mean, the Nationals might not even have Murphy or Bryce Harper.
1: Mike, do you call yourself a betting man?
2: Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly do. Um, what? And, and also, uh, the Athletics picked up the Las Vegas AAA team. so Yeah, get right,
1: right. They're right over cool. there. That's so pretty convenient for them. So this weekend, the Mets already up one nothing in the series uh, against the Nationals, and they're up one nothing tonight. Yes. Yeah. Uh Degrom is starting tonight against the Nats. Will he get win number nine? We hope so. Good start. Degrom only has two starts left on the season. He does. If he wants to get those ten wins, he has to go two and zero. Also, if he yes. wants to finish above five hundred, he has to go two. I saw. I saw
2: a stat. Uh, his last twenty-seven starts, he's allowed less three or less runs.
1: Yes. That's unbelievable. Well, we talked about how he beat King Cole. Yes. Yeah. For uh, twenty-five. Of those, that was set back in 1910. Yeah. That 108 was. 108 years ago. That was a little while ago, I believe. Yeah. yeah, I don't think any of us were quite around yet.
0: Tim, I want to point out a comment you just made when uh, he wants to get the win.
1: Nice transition, sure.
0: Um, but uh, he he always wants to get the win. Yeah. It's just depending if his team shows up. Right. That's what it really comes down to. Mm-hmm. Try mm-hmm. to have that weird transition.
1: No, it just it, popped it, in my head. It's all good fun for the show. Now, thinking about this, um, it'll be Corey Oswalt and Rourke going tomorrow. Mets on Sunday. All right, enough with the Mets. Let's get to the Yankees. Yankees, ninety-three wins, fifty-nine losses, ten and a half games back of the Sox. They official they officially cannot win the division. The AL East belongs to the Red Sox. Now, the Yankees are chasing this record, the home run record. Uh-huh. Most home runs by a team in a season. That was set back in 1997 by the Seattle Mariners. We're going to talk about this every week. How It just keeps <laughs> happening. Uh, 264 home runs. That is the total to beat. And the Yankees have 247 through 152 games. The Yankees have 10 games to hit 17 Home runs to tie, eighteen to break. It's doable. Games. It's doable. It is doable with Judge back in the lineup. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think with missing Judge for oh, that yeah. long time really put now this record yeah. in jeopardy. If you say he was in it full, like didn't get hurt, I think they would have beaten it a while ago. Absolutely. Personally.
1: Speaking of which, the uh, Yankees. Have inserted Aaron Judge back in their lineup. Judge went 0 for 4 in his official lineup return for the Yankees. He was used to pinch run and um, outfield patrol, defensive replacement uh, late in the games earlier on last week. But Judge went 0 for 4. But Judge is, you know, a great guy to have in your lineup. He's he he is really, I think, the most valuable player on this team because you look at the team top to bottom. Yeah, you have Didi. And Duhar and Stanton, but the Yankees haven't been playing well. Not one of those guys makes that much of a difference with Stanton. It's hard because it's first year; it's his first year on the team. Yeah. Same same with in, and Duhar,
2: on the major league yeah. team. Yeah, I think you're you're totally right because when uh, Judge was out, they were a 500 ball team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just his name in that lineup is just enough, and especially is. when you yeah. lose a production because not only is he a power guy, but he hits mid to high. Well, no, high
1: to two two hundreds. Right. He'll hit 280. It's an easy-to-judge type of lineup. No pun intended. Puns. Love it. Uh, we uh, had that
0: conversation last night, Tom.
1: Yeah. About. Uh, we have too many of those.
0: Yeah. But but they're fun. <laughs> they're fun and interesting. Uh, but, yeah. Um, do you... I got a Salt! Quick, <laughs> quick question for both of you. Do you think um, with the guys they added to this lineup, that they were like, all right, if we lose somebody, we'll be fine. Do you think judge is the engine of this lineup, oh, per absolutely. se? Oh, absolutely. That if he's out, they're tanking. If he's in, they're excelling. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because
2: he gets on base at like a three eighty, three ninety rate. rate. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't lose that. That's
1: no. insane. Tough stuff. Um, and plus, very good defender. Yeah. Yeah. But talking about a guy who's really picked things up as of late, he's kind of emerged into one of the uh, better players on this roster is Luke Voigt, and he's pretty much put the Greg Bird starting first baseman the beat to bed. Uh, Luke Voigt, 10 homers, 22 RBIs, 649 slugging percentage, and he's hitting 320 since being acquired at the deadline. This, this man has been an excellent pickup for the Yankees. Uh, Cashman made a lot of questionable moves at the deadline. Um, sometimes, I feel like Cashman was trying to micromanage what the Yankees wanted to do. Because you look at the names on that roster, they got Zach Britton, who, yeah, he got a good save this week. It might have been last night or Wednesday night, but he has been awful since coming over for the most part. I'm sitting there watching games. He can't throw a strike. Uh, he's missing pitches in the strike zone all the time. He gets rattled. Let's face it, I don't think Zach Britton can handle the pressure of playing in New York. Plain and simple.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hot take. That is a hot take. Yeah. Um, Talking about other guys that they acquired, Lance Lynn, he has been good. J. A. Happ has been phenomenal. He's yeah. been he's been the best player on the team over the last. couple I'm pretty of months.
2: sure they're undefeated in his starts.
1: Yeah, that's. that's, I mean, that's all you could ask for when you Chapman, trade for a starting pitcher. Uh, not Chapman. Happ has not lost since. That's unbelievable. Coming to the Yankees, he was 11 and six coming over. Now I think he's either 16 or 17 and six. I think he's won 16 games, um, and the Yankees actually broke another franchise a franchise record last night. They broke their own franchise record for home runs in a season. Hmm. Luke Voigt did that. So uh, the record, I believe, was 245. They now have 247, the previous record. Um, but the sign of concern now, with basically 9 to 10 days left in the season, basically a week and a weekend, uh, the Yankees are one and a half in front of the A's for the wild card spot. And the Yankees just lost two out of three to Toronto this weekend, a team in fourth in their own division. That's not good. That is unacceptable. Unacceptable baseball by the Yankees. Terrible ball.
2: Bad. It was a bad series for sure. It was, especially you know, Toronto.
1: Like, come on, you got to yeah, beat up Toronto. on you
2: got to beat up on the bad teams in your division.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If and they've, you don't beat they've done up on a bad those, job at that all year. Yeah. They really have not done a good job on beating the bad teams. They're so competitive against teams like the Red Sox, the Astros, yep. the Indians. But when it comes to those, that's what separates the good teams from the great teams. You know? Yeah. It really speaks for itself, which is why the Yankees may not even win the wild card game at this point. Hey, that one game is a toss-up. I think There's happened. a one-and-a-half game difference. They might not even be home. Who do you throw out there on the road?
2: Tanaka? Oh, I guess Hat? Tanaka. Or Tanaka Hat.
1: has been nearly unhittable. Nearly unhittable since the deadline.
2: I'll tell you what, though.
1: That's who I picked a couple in weeks the, ago.
2: Flying to Oakland for that game?
1: Yikes. Jet lag. Yeah. that yeah. is
2: going to be that might be disaster that's going to
1: be brutal cuz you look at their bullpen they just acquired Familia as their setup man and Blake Trinan who's been absolutely oh he great. is blessing <laughs> my fantasy team by the way oh i i
2: think no second best closer in baseball Craig Kimbrel number 1 but i was going to say uh Edwin Diaz is
1: up there but Trinan
2: what a year it's unbelievable
1: yeah he he has been great um looking at the Yankees moving forward Um, They lost 2 out of 3 to Boston over the weekend, 2 out of 3 to Toronto. Severino finally, finally, finally got his 18th win. As Kyle Russo mentioned it last week, Severino has been the worst (laughs) pitcher in baseball since the All-Star break. And that is no exaggeration. It's just a stat. He went from a potential C.Y. Young candidate. His ceiling was up here. Now, Severino is down here. Plain and simple. He's not even in consideration. Oh, you can't start him. To start no. in the All-Star. You can't start Severino in a one-game playoff.
0: And if you do... You, in a one-game playoff?
2: You know what would be actual worst-case scenario for the Yankees? If Come Severino on. goes out and throws, like, seven scoreless his next start and makes you put him in, and then and, he just you stinks. know,
1: it gets you starting to think, like, who yeah. is the safest bet. The only two pitchers that have really been in this situation are Tanaka and CC. I mean, obviously can't start CC, but yeah, no, you know. And right. Hap is on a new team, so I feel like the unfamiliarity of the playoffs for Hap can potentially get to him because there's some teams that are really good in the regular season that are not good in the playoffs. Yeah, like the Washington Nationals. Yeah, yes, in mm-hmm. recent years, as you know, um, but that's something to definitely look out for. Uh, another thing I want to bring up to in Duhar, second Yankees rookie infielder. With 25-plus home runs in a season. Mike, did you hear what I just said? Uh, Second Yankees infielder with 25 home runs, I believe you said. In a season, 25-plus home runs. Second New York Yankees rookie, he joins Joe Gordon. That was last done in 1938. I was going to say, I never heard of him. Wow.
2: And, I mean, no denying
1: that Andujar has been phenomenal. There's also no denying. That's another fun fact. I had a good time. Bottom line is the Yankees are underway in this game. It's CC tonight, Lynn tomorrow, and Sunday is to be determined. So that's really interesting because if you look at the Yankees' lineup top to bottom tonight, they got – who do they have starting? It's Hicks leading off, Judge, and then McCutcheon is DHing for some reason, hitting third. Didi is hitting cleanup, so Stanton is completely out of the lineup. Then you got Luke Voigt, who is now – Upped his way to the 5 spot. Deserved. Neil Walker is hitting 6th, and then you follow it with Glaber Torres, Austin Romine, and rounded out by Brett Gardner. You know what's
2: interesting about that?
1: Gardner S- hitting ninth is strange to me. Yeah,
2: that that's strange, but I think the most interesting part, I mean, Stanton hits a grand slam. He's been struggling for like clutch hits like this all season. Yeah. It's a grand slam, and not in the lineup. It's. I mean, Aaron Boone's been doing stuff like that all year, yeah. so at least it's consistent, but... Oh. I, you got to put him in a line. Maybe he's getting hot, but the, the, people don't believe in uh, hot these
1: days. Trying to win my semifinal playoff matchup here. Ooh, God, did gosh. that last week. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Um, <laughs> on that note, let's wrap up baseball with talking about the playoffs. Uh, Tampa Bay, a team that has been eliminated in the American League, they are basically the first team on the out looking in. They're better than Seattle at this point. They've been really... The hottest team as of late in baseball. You look at the impact Blake Snell has had on this team, as Mike Dawes is getting very intrigued with his laptop over there. Oh, um, just in my idiot friends. Losing <laughs> bets. Nobody is safe on the show. Nope.
2: No. Yeah, no, I mean, well, when when you check the account and it's minus $700, someone made a
1: bad bet. That's all I got to say. Um, now, it looks like the American League is set in terms of the playoffs, but the Tampa Bay Rays and Blake Snell, they've been absolutely really impressive. Blake Snell, I want to say he still has the most wins in the American League. 20, yes. Yeah. 20? He had 19. Lay- oh, man.
2: Yeah, and he has a 19.7 ERA.
1: ALCY Young? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You said 19.7? Yes. What? All right, well, your reaction maybe. Facts
2: don't lie. I'm pretty. 95% sure. But, yeah, he dominated Texas, I believe, in his last start to get his 20th win.
1: Yeah, but it's Texas. Yeah. They just fired their manager. Oh, oh Ban- yeah. Uh, Disaster. Bannister? Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, 20-5, and five, 200 strikeouts clean, one RA ERA and a .97 whip. Wow.
1: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. It is fantastic. And, you know, we're getting around the time where the season ends. Managers start to go. Buck Walt- Show Walter yes. will be gone for the Orioles at the end of the season. And then, of course, Bannister for the Rangers. Uh, two of the worst teams in the American League. Um, playoffs, though. Boston has clinched the American League East. 104 wins on the season compared to just 49 losses. Absolutely a monster year for the Red Sox. Um, last night, they won 11-6 to and when they clinched. The Cleveland Indians, the first team to clinch a division mm-hmm. this season. Remember, we are talking about all year that the Indians would be the first team to clinch a playoff spot because of their division, how weak it is. It happened to be the case, only by, you know, a few days, but it happened. Uh, They beat Detroit Saturday, 15-0. Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Um, But there is still seeding to be determined for the American League, not just the wild card spot, but what about the AL West? Houston has not clinched their division yet. They're only three and a half games in front of the A's. Imagine if the A's win the AL West, and then the Yankees have to go to Houston for to the wild card ver, to game. To see Verlander. Wow. To see Justin Verlander. Wow. I didn't think They're going to lose way. solely based off the Kate Upton effect.
2: <laughs> That's
1: a real effect.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, that makes it's it... It's not even
1: fun because it's true. Well, all fun facts are true, but <laughs> if... That's a good point.
0: I'm not a Yankee fan. Well, none of us are in this room. But if... We, if that was the case, within the next week, the Yankee fans are scoreboard watching the whole entire week. Yeah. Just to see where they land if they're home. Now, if personally I was in their shoes, I'd be freaking out. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, "Is this team for real right now?" You know. But that's only me.
1: Yeah. Um, Let's get to the National League playoffs. That's kind of all over the place at this point. Uh, It looks like the Braves are going to come away with the East, uh, the Cubs, and the Central. It concerns me because Pittsburgh is starting to win again. They've won seven of their last ten. Five in a row? They're not out of it, I don't think, but they're close to being out of it. Well, they're out of the division. Yeah, they're still in contention for the wild card. But you have the St. Louis Cardinals and the Milwaukee Brewers as well. Um, And then in the West, you have the Dodgers, who after last night, they are now two and a half in front of the Rockies.
0: So And the Rockies are only one and a half back. Oh, and back
1: to the A's for a second. Don't forget they beat the Angels last night twenty one to three. <laughs> wow. Twenty one to three.
2: I mean
0: that
1: that process that.
2: That A's offense is unbelievable. Out what of do nowhere. You, who do you start with? On, a- on the athletics? Oh, you mean their offense? Yeah. Yeah, I mean from Matt Chapman to Matt Olson to Chris Davis, it's unbelievable. Don't
1: forget about Piscotti.
2: Piscotti, Jed Lowry's going off.
1: Jed Lowry's had a great year. It is crazy um, over there. Yeah, so the, the National League, you know, former Met Daniel Murphy actually had his first career leadoff home run yesterday. Cubbies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice. Can Murphy lead the Cubs to another World Series? Mm.
2: He did well in that park
1: a couple of years ago, as we know. I think the Cubs are the odds-on favorite in the National League. Yeah. Cubs guess. or Dodgers. Or Dodgers. Yeah. The, the Dodgers are getting hot now. Yeah. They 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 were one and a half back of Colorado last week. Now they're two and a half in front. So if you think about that for a second, that's a four game swing. Swing. Thank Big. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so does St. Louis have a shot at catching Milwaukee? I think you could basically virtually eliminate Pittsburgh at this point, but do the Cardinals have a shot at Milwaukee? That's my final thing here for this segment. Yes. Do you think so? Oh, yeah, I do, because
2: they, they got the bats. Matt Carpenter, he was in heavily uh, NL MVP conversation, but he cooled off a little bit. But they're just a solid team. So I think they could catch the Brewers. I mean, eh, they're three back. I think they will hold on to that second wild card spot, though. Because Colorado doesn't have the arms to make up a game and a half, I don't think, the rest of the way. And I do think the Dodgers will hold on to the West.
1: Yeah, I, defi- I definitely agree with you there. I, I just I don't see anyone catching L.A. at this point. Because, yeah, Colorado has been impressive with Blackman and Nolan Arenado, But with the exception of that, the Dodgers clearly have the better team. Clearly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On that note, we're going to step aside for a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little college football. You're listening to Review and Preview here on WCWP Sports. Ready. Ready. Good evening and welcome back to Review and Preview. We are ready to advance to our next segment in college football. But before that, Yankees lead 2-0 over the Orioles. D.D. Gregorius with the RBI. Uh, Kyle Rusev's having some fun in the Bronx right now. Yes. Yeah doing well however he is not very high on the Yankees uh and their playoff hopes right now so no. uh, definitely something to keep in mind moving forward let's get to college football Mike I'm going to start with you you were on the edge of your seat Saturday you you were <laughs> blowing me up the whole fourth quarter you're like all right they're they're gonna lose that's it that's it so. TCU has this and then all of a sudden Ohio State goes up by double digits and Mike Dawes is functional again
2: Correct. I mean, I was. It was the classic Ohio State scare because they, their offense just stopped. They couldn't really do much on defense. They usually when they lose, it's usually when a team is faster than them. And TCU, they were working fast. They were running fast, and then eventually, yeah, it slowed down at the end because you can't really keep that pace all game or a yeah. team like Ohio State. But big, you know what? Huge defensive plays by Ohio State in this game with the turnovers. Just they're, they're unbelievable. It was such a good
1: game. Yeah, very uh disappointing if you're a TCU fan because yes. this was the last game without Urban Meyer, uh, I believe, right? So he yes. will be back this Saturday. Uh What are your thoughts on that and the momentum they get from beating an excellent football team in the TCU?
2: Yeah, TCU, very good, very fast, as I said. But now they're coming home versus Tulane, I believe. Huge favorites. I think they will steamroll them. And then yeah. conference play starts, I'm pretty sure, in a week or two. Yeah, that Big Ten is going to be
1: very interesting this year. There's actually a game being played uh, tonight amongst the top 25. Uh, 16th ranked, UCF is be, is beating Florida Atlantic 14-0. Um, definitely surprising. And what's been a team that's really flown under the radar has and has been really impressive is Boston College. BC. Boston yeah. College is now ranked at number 23 when was the last time boston college was even ranked i have no (laughs) idea
2: the matt ryan era i think he went there i don't know he did yes maybe something like that i have no idea though
1: nuts right it's
2: unbelievable
1: crazy um yeah that they uh they looked really good against holy cross they beat them 62 to 14 um but yeah, they've been really impressive. They're three and zero on the season. They do play in the ACC, you know, conference with you got Clemson, Florida State, Wake Forest, Syracuse, Louisville, those teams. Um, but Boston College right now, they're right up there. You know, uh, there's been teams that have been struggling. Yes. Um, you know, Florida State is zero and two in conference play. They're one and two on the year. Um, there's a lot of good teams uh there's still four undefeated teams remaining in that conference including clemson so look out for the boston college eagles to make some noise this year hmm. maybe not for the playoff obviously but you know yeah but like for their you know, conference
2: yeah like like rank 23 for that is fantastic
1: yeah no absolutely that is um actually, i actually know somebody that goes there i remember uh when they when they had one of their games last year, they had a huge upset. I forget who it was, but you know, and they storm and they stormed the field. But Boston College is a team you can't write off at all. Uh, they've been super duper impressive this season so far. Um, so yeah, no ranked team is safe in college football. You know, it really goes to show you that any team can win on any given Saturday. Uh, obviously, Ohio State and TCU is a very competitive game. Uh, BYU. Mm. beat Wisconsin last week. That was a 25 versus 18 game. Uh, BYU led by Tanner Mangum who is not really much of a passing quarterback. They're really more they hit you with their ground game. But uh, Wisconsin, man, I don't know. Alex Hornbrook just doesn't cut it for me. I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. Uh, But Jonathan Taylor, I believe he's he's a Heisman Yes, right. He, he went. He's good. His lines uh, last Saturday was twenty six for one seventeen.
2: And uh, Wisconsin, I mean, they they're in the Big Ten East, I believe, which yeah. is the softer one. And I mean, their season's probably over. They 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 can't lose a yeah. game when that, in that side of the conference, in that division. Yeah, they can't. Especially to a BYU. I mean, they're done.
1: Other news in the top 25, eighth-ranked Notre Dame survives the Vanderbilt Commodores, 22-17, to improve to 3-0. Notre Dame got off to a quick 10-0 lead in the first quarter, uh, but Vanderbilt, they hanged in there. They outscored Notre Dame in the second half, 14-6. I thought they were impressive. Uh, Quarterback Kyle Shermer, son of Giants head coach Pat Shermer, led the way through for over 300 yards, and Jared Pinckney over 100 receiving yards for them too. Him and Shermer have a great connection. And it's funny, Kyle Shermer, he's just 21 years old. So hmm. I believe this is his senior year. Wow. I want to say, yeah. So Kyle Shermer is a senior. Imagine if the Giants draft him next year.
0: That would Imagine. be uh, that would be something. Um, or uh, how
1: about a uh, McSworley, for that yeah, combo with yeah. uh Trace McSworley. He has been without a doubt Great! I actually worked the Penn State game at NBC last weekend. Uh, nice. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember who they were playing. I think it was uh, Kent Kent State. It was Kent State, and then um, they kept swapping quarterbacks. They were completely dominant. Uh, their running back Sanders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a monster. <laughs> he really is something else. As um, Mike, why don't you go let Chris Clem into the studio? Okay. Mike Dawes will be right back (laughs) Um, as Chris Klimiszewski, our other co-host, has arrived. Um. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, while while we have a moment, we'd like to thank the... the, we'd like to take the time to thank our Facebook Live viewers tonight for watching us on Facebook Live. George Zayas is here, Jaden Daly, and um, a couple of my family members as well who usually tune in. And... We are also broadcasting live on my WCWP Sports, WCWP Sports.org. And you can call in with your questions, thoughts, comments at our call-in number, 516-299-2030. Feel free to take part in our live show. Is he here, Mike? He's unbelievable. He is here. Chris Klimaszewski, you've arrived in the studio. You are alive. I am. You are alive. We are talking college football, so join us. All right. I'm ready. We just talked about... We already spoke about Ohio State. Uh, you missed that good fun with TCU. Um, <laughs> talked about BYU upsetting uh, Wisconsin, and the one game actually uh, that was postponed, or not even postponed, or just canceled, West Virginia at NC State due to the hurricanes, hmm. uh, due to the due to the weather. How do you think this affects the playoff with a team like West Virginia with a Heisman candidate quarterback and Will Grier? They. Have now have one less game to prove themselves than everybody else.
0: They're they're not making up that game.
1: Do you think the committee takes that? I mean, they gotta somewhat take. They gotta somewhat, you know, take that into consideration. Yeah, they're not like James said. They're not going to make up that game. No. Yeah, that's tough then,
3: because like it's yeah, like you said, Will uh Will Grier and West Virginia. They're a powerhouse team in mm-hmm. this in the college football. I mean. Yeah, it's going to be tough down the road, but it's it, it's going to be tough for the judges to actually determine, like, oh, do they actually deserve
1: to be in the playoff? You know, if it com- if it actually comes down to that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Mike, we're talking about Greyer's potential Heisman candidate now. Your boy Dwayne Haskins. Do you think yes. he is a potential candidate as well? I think so. I mean, his stat line is just it's great. He's the reason why that came back. Yeah, part of, part <laughs> of the reason why. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, I would I would like to think so. You know, <laughs> yeah, and I think he'll have a you know a crazy stat line, of course,
2: because he he really slings that ball. I wonder if it'll translate though yeah. to the NFL, because he's yeah, not we'll like see. the usual typical quarterbacks who just run a lot. He actually stands in that pocket and slings it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I do these. He's got it. He's got to have nice uh, Heisman odds at this point on a great team.
1: Yeah, good stats. So other games, Texas upset usc at home alabama did the typical alabama thing and then the biggest news was lsu i guess you can say upsetting auburn on the road i believe auburn was favored at home even though uh they were ranked ninth lsu was ranked sixth uh the big part of this game and chris will appreciate this not only does lsu upset auburn Division Vision 2 grad transfer from Assumption College, Cole Tracy kicks the game-winning field goal to give LSU the 1-point win, 22 to 21. You know,
3: that's the second time he's uh kicked the kicked some field goals for the uh, I mean, kicked some big field goals for the Tigers there this year coming from uh, Assumption. I mean, Tom, you've probably called his name last year when you were uh play-by-play, for, I
1: mean, uh color commentator for the post team here. Yeah, that was 2 years ago, actually. 2 years ago. Um I remember the la- yeah, last year I actually called one game, the Bentley game, that you'll be calling uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah, call Tracy. Any 10, embrace. Embrace the Northeast 10 Conference. Uh, you know, these tra- these transfer students are really the best students to watch sometimes. You see these junior college guys, they come out and they play great football at the Division One level, kind of like what Josh Allen did for Wyoming. Yes. L- look, yeah. where it- look where it's gotten him. A starting job in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. There's only 32 of those starting quarterback jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Quickly, here the rankings uh, that we're going to go over. Uh, Bama and Georgia are the one two punch. Then you got Clemson followed uh, at number three. And then number four is Ohio State, followed by Oklahoma, LSU jumping up to six. Stanford is seven. Notre Dame is eight. And our final fours here that we predicted before the season started Chris had Bama, Wisconsin, OSU, and Georgia. Chris is three for four. You can throw Wisconsin out the window. Uh, Yeah,
3: I mean, look, I didn't picture them being like this. I had them, you know, I I didn't think I had them coming in as the four seed. But I didn't think this. I mean, Bryce Love is an animal still. But even with that, you mean Bryce Love? Love, No, Jonathan Taylor. Sorry, excuse me. Got the running backs, two great running
1: backs. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to. Put them in now. Look, at least you're not like me, Kyle and James, who all pick the same Final Four: <laughs> in Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, and Penn State. Which part of me wants to switch it to Notre Dame at this point, just for the heck of it? Yeah. Uh, Mike, you picked Washington, who has already lost Yikes. the game too. Yep. So yeah, yeah that tough. <laughs> about that.
2: Yeah, that was tough.
1: But you also picked Bama, Ohio State, Clemson. Looking good. I wish I just
2: said Georgia instead of uh
0: Washington. Yeah. I think you're going in between those two.
1: Yeah, well, like...
2: originally I said Miami. I'm glad I switched Miami. That yeah, would have been tough. You, so t- you, t- <laughs> you
1: you tend to make last-minute de- uh, d- decisions on the show. I had trouble getting that out. Um, yeah, so, look, big games this weekend for college football. Um, as I'm scrolling down here in my pad, uh, you know, you got – a couple of big games coming up because next week, I believe, you have Notre Dame and Stanford, right? Not this week, but next week. That's really going to be the big, uh, you know, knock your socks off type of game. Penn State will be on the road against Illinois. Notre Dame on the road against Wake Forest. 23rd ranked Boston College hosting Purdue. Miami is home. Ohio State LSU on the road against LA Tech. Uh, Really... Stanford and Oregon is going to be the big game this week. Seven versus 20. Stanford on the road. Stanford's got their hands full the next couple mm-hmm. of weeks. They got on the road at Oregon. And I think they're... Is, Stan, is Stanford home against Notre Dame, or are they on the road? I think they're on the road.
3: Um, Stan, no, Stanford's coming to... South Bend. I think so. Let me just look it up real quick, just to be sure.
2: Also, this weekend, the return of Urban Meyer.
1: Yeah. Very excited for that. Oh, and don't forget next weekend. You Yeah, Notre Dame is home. That is confirmed. Yeah. and next week, you got Ohio State Penn State at Ooh. Penn State and then you got BYU who just upset Wisconsin last week at Washington. Revenge game
2: for Washington. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: um, so that will do it for our college football segment. Uh, Chris, I'm going to give the floor to you here for a second and talk about who you think might be a potential surprise Final Four team.
3: Oof, that's going to be tough. I mean, I think it might be Stanford, just off of how they play and everything like that, because look Bryce Love, he's a phenomenal running back in college football right now. I think just based on it's every once in a while you have a player of that of Bryce Love's talent on your team. So I think they'll they'll make some upsets. I mean I really hope they don't upset upset Notre Dame, but Notre me and Notre Dame are on a whole nother uh, topic but I think Stanford could be the team that, that surprises everyone and sneaks in as a four seed.
2: Well, you're wrong. I think it'll be LSU is more likely.
3: Yeah, I, I, no, Mike, I agree with you there as well, too. I mean, LSU's been playing phenomenal. Coach O is coaching his mind off right now. I mean, no one expected uh, LSU to play this well, and they're playing phenomenal.
2: That's just a fact.
3: Yeah, it's just No, I agree with you, too. But it's not fun. It's not, not fun. fun. It's not fun. Did we have any fun it's facts that I'm missing? Oh, we did.
0: Oh, oh <laughs> <so fun laughs> facts. We'll catch you up during the break. You when right. we come
1: back, we are going to talk about uh, the Browns won a game. Oh. Really? We did? Really? We have to Wait. talk about that? They they did. Yes, oh, we do. Oh, we're going to spend some oh, time on man. that tonight. All right. We're, you're, we're, oh, boy. I'm so excited I can't even pronounce <laughs> the call letters of the show. <laughs> you're listening to Review and Preview here on WCWPSports.org. sports.org you. Thank you. Good evening, and welcome back to Review and Preview. Wow, that's two breaks in a row. We've come back with the wobble. It's a great song. Yeah. You know, I, we on, we usually only use that when Jay is here, John Wasserman, but uh, James Montefusco running the board here tonight. I'm Tom Scavetta, joined alongside Mike Dawes and Chris Klimaszewski, as well as James on the board here on Review and Preview on WCWP.org and wcwpsports.org here on the LIU Post Campus in Brookville, New York. Remember, you can call in 516-299-2030 with your questions. Take part in our live show. We'd love to talk to you. Now let's get to, this is going to be my favorite segment of the show, man.
0: Uh, I can sleep waiting, thinking about this.
1: 635 days. Does that sound f- familiar, Mike?
2: I don't like the way this is starting. That's an inflated number. This team should be 3-0, and the Browns, if they had a good kicker, a, a decent kicker, and they're 3-0. and So I already feel attacked. How about that, <laughs> you feel attacked. I feel attacked. The Jets lost like to you. the Browns. Yeah, yeah. No, they certainly did.
1: How did this happen? How? I, explain it to me, because I, I came home the last two minutes of the game and <laughs> caught it. I, I, I didn't. I didn't watch the, uh, you know, the downfall of the empire. Oh. That was Sam Darnold and his uh, knights up front in that Jets offensive line.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, the the first half was was perfect. For, uh, 14-0, and then yeah, I the, saw that they are the, up fourteen. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Crowell two touchdowns.
3: Yeah, fourteen. It was 14, at halftime. It was fourteen three. They got the field goal at the end, and in my mind, I'm like, you know what, we got this. We're fourteen up three. We get the ball back,
2: <laughs> and we're up fourteen. Like you couldn't like. I'm uh, like the, we. Got- the, the turning point was when Taylor got hurt. If Taylor stays in the game, we beat him by thirty. I've it's never I've
3: never seen a quarterback like Baker Mayfield come into a game and just <laughs> light up a team <laughs> going, what was it, 17 for 23 Hold and 200-and-something uh, yards? Yeah.
1: Let's cut yeah. off on Baker there for a second. Let's talk about Sam Darnold first. 15-31, <sighs> 169, two interceptions. Yes, the Browns have a great defense. They have some great players. But the Jets had three turnovers in this game. They shot themselves in the foot way too many times. Especially yeah, late in the fourth the, quarter,
2: the, the 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 very last darnold interception was whatever. You need a, a deep pass to keep the game yeah, going.
3: Yeah, so I I look. I mean, we're gonna me and me and Mike are optimistic Jets fans, so we're not counting that as <laughs> as an interception. But it, even though it is,
2: but uh, the Robbie Anderson turnover was the worst. That can't happen.
3: That's two games in a row where he fumbled. He can't let that happen. And Robbie Anderson was supposed to be our our big guy coming in this year. He's he been had, terrible. He's been terrible so far. And back to Darnold. He only looked good when it was sh- like these short little passes, like these screen passes. When he goes deep, when he went deep, he really well, didn't.
2: He doesn't go deep. They don't. They don't open the playbook. It's, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, it. I get he's twenty-one. It's a short week. I understand third game in eleven days. I get all of that. But I mean, next week they're going to have to open the playbook. They're going to have to.
3: We won't, we've only saw, saw seen him throw the ball that one time and, and one time it was for Robbie Anderson on a 35 yard touchdown. That was really the only time we. Yeah,
2: and uh, in the game he threw nine passes behind the line of scrimmage to, and compared to only eight past ten yards. I saw that on Twitter. That's unbelievable. Yeah, so, it's,
3: it's like I don't, I don't like look. I mean, uh, like, I'm still, oh, I'm still in love with Sam Donald. I know some Jet fans are ready to jump off a bridge
2: with him, but I mean, yeah, the people that say Sam Darnold's a bum now, they're just brain dead.
3: Those are the same fans who were booing Giancarlo Stan after the, after the first week of uh, Yankee
1: baseball.
2: <laughs> it
3: was a fox strike Sam time. Darnold is also
1: not an established NFL player yet. Yes. This is yeah. what a rookie is going to get. Yeah, exactly. exactly. This is what a rookie kid. is going to get. But keep in mind, the Browns lost 33 of their last 34 Ugh. regular season games. The, the last time the Browns won a regular season game, you have to go back to Christmas Eve of 2016 against, at the time, San Diego Chargers, 20-17. Yeah. to 17. I believe the Chargers Yikes, missed the guys. late second time Yikes. field goal in that game, too. You know, That's I, bad. I hate to say this to you guys as Jet fans, but in your mind, did you have a feeling that this might happen? Yes. Because it's a typical Jets thing to do. Me and Mike were texting about it before. We were just like, yo, the Jets might lose this game.
3: Look, but we really hope we don't. they don't. I'm
1: somewhat with you guys on this because my mother is a Jets fan. And I was watching the game with her, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, this is actually going to happen." The Browns won a football game. Oh no, they did! I mean, it was only James, a matter of yeah. time. The Browns won a football game. You know, what, you know whose fault know. this is? It's amazing. This is the Steelers' fault,
3: and and the Saints' fault. It's Zane Gonzalez. It's
1: all their fault. Zane, 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 Zane Gonzalez. Like, first of all, I feel awful for Zane Gonzalez. Yes, he he was not a good NFL kicker. Terrible. But you got to feel for the kid a little bit because missed extra and you saw he broke down on the sideline after the game against the Saints. It was so bad that Will Lutz and Thomas Morstead both came over to him. Will Lutz came down when he was sitting on the bench with his hands over his head when he missed that field goal to potentially tie it, send it into OT, and then as he's leaving Thomas Morstead has to come over and comfort him as he's walking to the locker room. That's that could potentially be the last uh NFL play ever in the career of Zane Gonzalez. Probably will be. What is going through Zane Gonzalez's head right now, Chris? Try, try try to describe as a former football player yourself, what is how is Gonzalez feeling now that he's no longer on NFL roster?
3: Look, it's tough to when you mess up a play in football, whether it's high school, college uh, professional it's very it's very tough on the player when you when you know, when you, you know it's because that's because of you right and to actually just get cut from a team i mean pfft, he must be it's not i mean it's something oh. i've never experienced in my life i can only ever, brag. Well You're i mean i man. never got cut from a team or anything like
2: that but i mean We'll see how about that <laughs> and, and but, also this was a well deserved cut
3: no yeah it's, uh, well he deserved. had i mean yeah. with, kickers yeah. are a different breed so he has to understand that he screwed up and he has to work his butt off to get back onto a team and hopefully prove himself that he can be trusted in kicking field goals.
2: Cost him two games.
3: Yeah, yeah. That, I mean it did. Yeah, that's why. Like just like the um, the kicker on the Chargers last year, uh, Young So Young Chu. Ho Koo. Yeah, Young Ho Koo, man. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that guy. Oh, no, that's his actual name. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, he literally blew like he's what terrible. three Charger games yeah. last year just because
1: of the field goal. Yeah, he's terrible. And a lot of people forget the Browns now have a record of one one and one. Wow. <laughs> and the Jets are 1-2. and two. Uh, The Browns won this game 21-17. But um, let's talk about the Browns' defense because they, they have been very impressive. They held the Jets to 268 yards. And the Browns' defense had a lot of pressure on them in that first half after being down 14-0. And Tyrod Taylor, his stat line, 4-4, four four, 19 yards and getting hurt. Oh, he's terrible. Uh, how much credit is given to the Browns defense because if you really dissect this game and break it down the Browns defense was the reason why the Jets were committing these turnovers it it wasn't you know yeah late in the game Darnold is desperate he's going to throw the ball up for grabs and that's why he threw that second interception but uh man Cleveland's defense it really kept them alive in the second half and propel them to victory? I mean, Miles my- Jarrett is something else. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. just tell you that. That's...
2: And the first interception from Darnold, he got, whoever was on Spencer Long got pushed back right in Darnold's face. He had to throw a bullet on his back leg. That was intercepted. But uh, Denzel Ward, oh my gosh.
1: He shut Damn. down Robbie Henderson. Yeah, and he,
2: I believe he caused the fumble. Anderson, I'm not exactly sure.
1: The drop passes, but
2: Denzel but... Ward, he might be the best player on that defense. He's playing that good. He's
3: really good. And Ohio yeah, State.
2: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't biased in that team.
3: Honestly, like when the Browns took Denzel Ward at four, I was Perfect like, pick. "I mean, now n- in hindsight, yeah, it's great pick. He's playing phenomenal." But I, at the time, I was just like, "Really, Denzel Ward?" Like, well, you know,
2: you're uneducated. So
3: I thought no, because I figured they'd go after Bradley Chubb, him, Chubb and Garrett
2: on that mm. D line. That's
3: He's what a, I
1: figured they, they don't would
2: have do. Any, they didn't have any corners. Yeah,
1: I know, but yeah, it, this is great. It's just it's it's really bad because. The, the Jets came into this game on a short week, first of all. Um, you talk about losing to Miami on Sunday. Uh, the Jets were down in this game 20-0, um, and then they ended up losing 20-12. to uh, You know, Tannehill had a solid game. He had Darnold threw for over 300 yards, but he threw two picks, then two. Um, you know, a rookie-type game for Sam Darnold. Uh, he has not been smart with some of his throws. Week one, he looked good, but Darnold has five interceptions. Darnold has the most interceptions in the NFL, I believe, right now, if I'm not mistaken. Probably. Uh, oh, actually,
2: definitely probably because he played
1: an extra game. Yeah. 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 So, certainly. So, you know, it's definitely uh, alarming a little bit, but this is a young kid. He's a very young kid. You know, he's the st- youngest starting quarterback for the Jets since when? Like s- before the merger? Since the um, – right? Oh,
3: who's uh, – I saw the name. I can't remember who it is. But, yeah, you're
2: right. You're absolutely right. Nuts, man. Yeah, I believe he
0: turned Nuts. 21
2: over to Summer. He did. Yeah, he he li- did.
3: Yeah.
0: He's a baby. He really is. He uh, still has a lot man. of potential. Oh. He still does, Yeah, you know. I mean,
2: I'm not these, – so, these games, I don't even – it's not even a concern that he's going to be bad. I, it's gonna, these games are going to happen. It will be way yeah. more of these yeah. two.
1: But when you're in a category where um, you're in line with the interceptions total with Case Keenum and Matthew Stafford. Well, Stafford had four in the one game. He looked much better last week. But uh, Darnold, you know, threw three games, three touchdowns, five interceptions, 700 passing yards. He's been sacked seven times. He has a 60% completion percentage. Isn't bad at all. Not bad. For a rookie at least. Um so yeah, I think the issue right now with Darnold is throwing the ball down the field. I think yeah. he's, you know, he's definitely the type of guy that uh he's going to throw the ball up for grabs once in a while. He's a very fearless quarterback, which is something you like to have if you're the Jets, but talk about Miami last week and you're down 20 nothing and then your mindset after you lose this game to Miami is you're on a short week on the road at Cleveland. You know you have to bring in your all. And then you're up 14-0. You are up 14 nothing. you could not have asked for a better start. And then it all just goes downhill from there. What led to the demise? Was it Baker coming into the game, really? Or was it something on the Jets' end that led them I, to this I loss? I think it was Baker. <laughs> yeah, it's clearly... Exactly. Then, look, you saw the, even the... You just felt when Baker came in and he
3: threw that first pass, and you felt something that yeah. something changed. Well, it was like a new era of Browns football. Literally oh, came that's in, so dramatic. But, but it is though. No, it's,
2: it's no, it's dramatic because when he got sacked and lost that ball and the Jets didn't pick it up, that would have changed everything. If so they we could say that, or when Johnson fumbled the ball. Yeah, but that was like earlier. I
1: can't Our, believe
3: they, Bonito got a nine-yard run on. Have that. some. No, jet, they
1: called it back. I know. Have right. some Jet fans jumped ship? that they're already looking forward to the 2019 Mets when the 2018 season isn't yeah. even over? Oh, yeah. I already know that. For those that... By the fun. way, the Mets are up 2-1. to one. Jay yes. Bruce, Jay another Bruce? RBI. Jay Bruce. I mean, Jay Fantasy Bruce teams. Man. For
3: those that wa- that paid, like, that no uh, barstool spars, uh one of the guys on their KFC, he's a big-time uh, Jet fan. He already, he already canceled his season. He's like, I'm
2: done. This Who is over. Who cares? He's such a fraud. I don't care what he has to say. But with the Jets, what really hurt them was a short week I,
3: uh... You can't make the short week argument because the Browns. Are I was literally in the
2: middle of a sentence, so um, you can't make the short. No, week yes, argument. I can. The you Browns ready for this? We're also home. Short week, yeah, exactly. I don't have to travel, so you know, another educated opinion. So short week, prepared for Tyrod Taylor for all that time to just to get thrown Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that but counts. I don't know what you're talking
3: that, about, but uh, according to Todd Bowles, oh, same plays, he, same plays were being run. Okay, but so he, it doesn't matter. If, so he's
2: not, he's not going to say, oh yeah, well we didn't prepare for him because that makes him look terrible. It's just coach talk.
3: Yeah, obviously, but I mean... Guys, the Jets lost to the Browns. Oh, I don't, I don't like that. Look, I knew coming into this game, I'm like, you know what? Even if we do lose... I talked myself up to it. I'm like, you know what? If the Jets lose, I'm fine. Because, you know what? Next year's are, RC... Are you
1: really fine?
0: No, I'm not. <laughs> but <laughs> None of the Jets fans are.
3: I'm not fine. This is a, This was a bad loss. And you know what? Like... It's one thing, you know, if, like, we lost to the Browns and they beat the Steelers or the Saints the past two weeks. But was... they
1: outplayed both of those The Jets teams. finally got exposed their offensive line last night playing oh, yeah. a really yeah. good defense. It really th- there was the no offensive passion. line's not good. The Jets' offensive line is almost as worse as the Giants'. That's—they're that's, that's it's, they're right there. They're right <laughs> there. They're
2: right there. I think, like, just because Kelvin Beach runs pretty good, that's the only edge that the, the Jets
3: have. And he's not even playing. Well, he played— Thursday. Oh, he did? Yeah. I thought that was quality. I saw a tackle.
0: Let me say something. When when I look at this Jets team, well, when I look at the Browns, they could have easily won against the Steelers. Yeah. They could have yes. easily won against, against the, the Saints,
1: Saints. Who we all picked for the Super Bowl. So, Super
0: and, and then, oh, obviously, they won last night. But if you look at it like this, the Jets fans have to realize, the Browns could have been easily three and zero without the mistakes. It was eventually, it was eventually time that these Browns, this Browns team, was going to put it in a different gear and win. It just happened to be against the Jets. Unfortunately, of course, every, any of course. team, any fan would want it against obviously a different team, you know. But it's just the way how everything fell, and everybody's just going to have to accept that on both sides. I mean, throughout the league, like listen. The, St- the Saints, the Steelers, could have been the team they could have won against. Right. It just happened to fall on because Tyra Taylor got hurt. Baker Mayfield came in. Everybody got hyped over that. It put a different – everybody got that adrenaline rush right. yes. that yeah. took that defense to a different level and everybody on the field, especially right. everybody in the stands. Now,
1: the Baker era has begun. You look at the stat line last night, 17-23. Two hundred one yards. Didn't throw any touchdowns. Didn't throw any picks. But Hyde had a really good game too. And I think the reason why Baker succeeded was because the Browns' O line was just flat out better than the Jets' D line in the second half of that game. Yeah, the Jets couldn't get any pressure. You're looking. I I don't
3: know what happened either because Mike, we said it that Baker definitely changed momentum of the game. But I mean, you we saw tons of pressure on Tyrod Taylor in the first half, and then literally zero pressure on Baker in the second half.
1: So I don't know what happened to play yeah, calling They, they said
2: what? uh they said the entire defense was just completely gassed. That was the
1: whole thing. They stayed on the field. They dominated time and possession dominated. with Hyde. Hyde had 98 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. And the and the the
2: difference in the Jets D in the first half, every single play there was someone in Tyrod's face, every single play. Yeah. And then to getting virtually no pressure on Baker Mayfield. Like he had a couple of things ready yeah. to move to his right, but that was it. They it's didn't true. get it. And he's, and he's a scrambler,
1: so he's used to it that is. kind yeah. of stuff. yeah. It's 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 crazy because the Browns' skills players are good. You look high. It's hide. a pretty good team. Yeah. Landry had eight catches, one of three. Oh, that catch down the sideline. And then Baker Whatever. comes into this game. Um, now, if you're Hugh Jackson, who do you start in Week Four? Oh, you easily who starts next. You Mayfair? easily
3: start Baker. Yeah, I feel like you cannot take him out, especially after you get the man gets you a, a win for the first time in two years. You're literally his second, Hugh Jackson's second win against the his, Jets, right? Of his career, yeah. You can't, you cannot take. You yeah, I think you
2: got to go Baker.
3: Yeah, especially you look. He Baker's the biggest thing
1: in right. Cleveland since LeBron. Yeah, like well, they're at the Raiders next week, just so everybody knows. That's <laughs> even better. That defense stinks.
0: Yeah, and did you see uh, Gruden's comment? I need a, yeah, oh my God. no He's good a pass moron. rushers. I don't think he understands why people keep
1: asking well, him that. Well, according to the Mercury News, no doubt about it, Baker Mayfield will start against the Raiders yeah. in Week 4. It's the right move. Any uh, final thoughts on the Jets? And Oh, I got ba- yes. it. Basically, <laughs> basically, this was a Cleveland Browns segment.
3: That's if what it turned was, into. This yeah. And, folks, you're not mistaken. We're not from Cleveland.
2: This is Long Island, New York sports. So, Well, I don't like this narrative that the loss is on Todd Bowles. I know they went soft in play calling, but he's not calling the plays. It's Jeremy Bates.
3: It's Jeremy Bates. That's what I was trying to tell you before, earlier today, about it's on Bates a little bit on
2: for play calling. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot of penalties, that's, you know, whatever, probably
1: on Bowles. You know, I love yeah. him, but oh, it's, it's, it's not it's good. Just, you know, I guess you can say it at this point. You look at Baker Mayfield, Yet yeah, he wasn't available people start to ask again i'm not saying i believe this or not but i'm going to end off this segment with saying did the jets do the right thing in drafting sam Darnold?" yes of course oh of course course. think about it for a second did the jets potentially make a mistake no Look, I mean, you lost to the Browns, though. That's good. fine. That's fine. That's fine. The
0: Browns.
1: Yeah, I know. They're good. Look, I convinced myself. Are they f- really good? Are the Jets bad? But
3: that—that you, that you can say the same thing about Baker. Is Baker really good? Also, because if Sam Darnold would won throw the ball football.
2: downfield, we don't know. Baker threw the ball which downfield. Which is how I will downfield.
1: transition into our next segment: that the Cleveland Browns <sighs> are my team of the week.
2: <sighs> oh.
1: <laughs> and there's a reason why the Cleveland Browns are my team of the week. They won a football game. James, who is your team
0: of the week? Um, Do I have to do a professional team, or can I do some other team?
1: Sure. Take whoever.
0: So I'm actually doing a team that I'm on personally. Okay. Um, Totally left field from everybody. I'm in this Bocce League, Monday Night Bocce League. Nice. And uh, we play okay to an extent. Humble. But um, this Monday we, uh, we swept the team. And nice. three easy wins. So uh, i got to take uh, uh, our team's called Bada So uh, <laughs> Awesome name. So i got, I got to take them for the win. Right. I haven't played Bachi
2: um, in so long. I love it. I'm going to go with the Boston Red Sox.
1: You know, you clinch a division. Second week in a row. At Yankee Stadium. Probably. Yeah. When you clinch a division. Yeah. Week? No, Chris took them last week. I took them last
3: week with 100 wins, but I'm going to take uh, the Chiefs this week. Be Just solely on good. the fact that. I was 100% wrong on Patrick Mahomes. Um, this kid is playing phenomenal football. I mean, look, to come to come out your first two games of this year, and th- you throw 10 touchdowns, and Tyreek Hill is playing phenomenal. Even the defense is playing great as well. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better offense and defense to be meshing on all cylinders right now. Yeah. Andy
2: Reid's a genius. And but the defense being so good, they're, they've been all right, yeah. like tops.
0: Tyreek yeah. Hill, my guy in fantasy. Ty-
1: Tyreek Hill. I know. So we got Browns, Bocci. Bo- hey? <laughs> <laughs> Chiefs. Yep. Red Sox. Yep. The, the Browns were seriously my <sighs> team of the week.
3: You know what? They were going to be my team of the week, but you stole them. So. Really? I would never have done that. You're you just should, a fraud. You should have doubled me up. Look, they were. They looked. They flat out played better than the Jets did. Yeah. It was in a, the
1: second
2: a, half, yes.
3: In the second half, That's yeah. That's Chris Clem saying that. On look, that they note, just flat out did it. I mean... I can't believe they, be they were favored. Vegas knows
1: Credit everything. to the Browns. Um, look, it, it, the team won a football game. You got to... On a non-biased standpoint, you got to let the team have their moment because they suffered through so much pain the last two years. Oh, yeah, those beer fridges were open. Those, <laughs> oh, they, yeah. those, those fans definitely... Um, Deserved it last night because they sat through all that misery for the last two years. We're going to step aside for a quick break. When we come back, we will talk about the awful New York Giants. <laughs> um, and screaming. You're listening to Review and Preview here on WCWP Sports.org. Welcome back to Review and Preview, folks. I am your host, Tom Scavetta, joined alongside Chris Klimazuski, James Montefusco, Mike. Dawes. Um that was a rough segment. Rough. I d- I did not have fun. Rough, rough. Dog pound. You know we talk about
3: oh. fun facts. That was not a fun segment.
1: It, it had a, it had to be done, but um, now we will mutilate the New York Football Giants. I'm am fine with that. This will be fun. This will be fun. Yes. Yeah,
0: not as bad as losing to the Browns. Well, you're own too, so.
1: Man. I'd rather have the one oh, win. Giant, to the Browns. Giants also won a Super Bowl Sorry. after being 0-2 oh, back no. in 2007. Is, is that a fun fact? I didn't have fun. Uh, all right. It was fun <laughs> for me, Tom. Okay, so the Giants are 0-2. They lose mm-hmm. to Dallas 20-13. to And this game was not good from the beginning. Um, the offensive line was garbage. Uh, it's deplorable. I think that's a good word to describe the Giants' offensive line, deplorable. It is. Deplorable because nobody is good, besides Nate Solder, who's halfway decent, but that's one guy. That's one guy. John Halapio, the starting center, goes down. uh, Fractured leg, done for the year. Where's Brett Jones? (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. He's in purple now. Ooh, who traded Brett Jones? Dave Gettleman. Mm. Hmm.
3: Alright. It's not good. Look, I said it all during the... before, before the season started. That's great. You can... Sign Nate Solder and draft Willie Hernandez, that's fine. But if you still have two revol- uh, turnstiles at center, right guard, and right tackle, it's not going to help you at all. It's proving me right almost so far. And also,
1: Solder and Willie Hernandez have not been playing up to, up to their hype as well either. Yeah, The Giants, there's a good chance they may have a top five pick again in this year's draft. Uh, I don't think they'll have number two again. I don't think they'll be that bad because you look at the Bills and the Cardinals. I think the Giants will be better than 3-13. and 13. They're going to win games in the later portion of the season. That's where I think they'll win maybe four or five games because their schedule does ease up after these brutal first eight weeks. But, uh, you know, you look at this game, and this is actually a fun fact. Uh, the Giants are 0-22 in the last ten years when trailing by ten-plus points at halftime on the road. That is the worst in the NFL winless. That was a fun fact. And Eli Manning's a pretty clutch quarterback, so what's going on over there? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh
0: That offensive line man. It's yeah, crazy. No, it's tough. You, know? you know,
1: because people yes, Eli Manning admitted, yeah, it's it's a combination of everybody. That's why we're not winning games. Eli Manning is the fault a little bit, but if you really look back at the film Coaches from the other team, were looking back at the film, it really is the offensive line. It's just that bad that it makes Eli look this bad, why he's a lower-tier quarterback right now.
3: Uh, And I've been saying this since last year, too. Look, you can put all the weapons you want around Eli. You can put Odell, you can put Julio, you you can put Jerry Rice. I don't care who you put around him. If you don't have an offensive line to protect him, He's not going to get the ball off. And, he, no. and whoever's run the ball, in this case, it's Saquon Barkley, he's not going to run. He's not going to get many yards. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Saquon's great. I love Saquon. He's definitely a workhorse. He, he hustles on every play, and he'll, he'll be fine. But unless you get more offensive linemen behind, in, in front of him, we don't know what he can actually
1: do. I expect the top two picks in this year's draft to be offensive linemen. You would think. You know, you would think because I mean, yeah, they got Will Hernandez, but he even blew one bad uh, sack Sunday night. It was really bad because the Giants trailed this game twenty to three to Dallas twenty to three. Guys, the Giants are bad. The Giants, Giants are, are bad. Look, and this is—I knew this. And I called this. I hate to jump to assumptions two games in, but I'll say it again. The Giants are bad. Like, they are a bad football team. There, There is really – they have a new toy in Saquon Barkley. They have a new head coach in Pat Shermer. Yes, the new environment is there. That what makes. That's what makes you think that they'll win more games this season. There is – you know, it's a new regime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a new environment. You have a new GM, a new head coach. And you look at the stat line. Yes, Eli Manning actually, statistically on paper, did have a good game. He threw for 280 yards, completed 33 passes out of 44, and had the one touchdown that was in garbage time to Evan Ingram. But you look at that game, how many of those yards were in garbage time, if you think about it? The Giants are trailing 20-3. to three. The Giants almost came back to won the game. They recovered an onside kick to get the ball back where Ro- Ro- uh, woo, Rosas... Just drill the field goal, and Rosas has been great. Yeah, he's been solid. I keep saying this, that Rosas and Dixon have been great on special teams, but one thing I think the Giants do have down is their special teams. I think Riley Dixon is a great punter. He's averaging over 50 yards a punt through two games, and Rosas has not missed. He was perfect his first two preseason. Yeah, he was a little shaky in the regular season last year, but he's come around year two. His kickoffs are really solid. His extra points, he hasn't missed. The Field goals are good. I think Rosas is here to stay. Yeah, he's yeah. from uh,
3: he's from Brazil, right? I is
1: that what I heard? So. Yeah,
3: you know what they say about Brazil, Mike. You know, right? No. Oh, <laughs> tell us. I, mean, I I don't know actually. I... Right. Well, <laughs> um, he
1: he is American though. He was born in California. Um, and went to Southern Oregon oh I thought he was actually from like they picked him up from Brazil no. they, Oh. Um, so what happened was Rosas was signed um, as an undrafted free agent by the Titans back uh, May 9th in 2016 right after the draft uh, and then he was waived by the Titans and then he signed the reserve future contract with the Giants um, after Robbie Gold agreed on a two year contract with the 49ers the Giants brought in Rosas and he beat out Mike Nugent as an undrafted rookie. Mm-hmm. So, you guys know Mike Nugent pretty well. Mm, Ohio State, yeah, whatever. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah. So, this is a guy that I, I like on the Giants. I like Dixon too. Zach Diossi, the all Ironman, a long snapper. Those are you know the only like three good parts about this Giants team right now. Their kick returners are awful. They just signed Coley, oh. who got waived by the Vikings off the street because Kalen Clay is hurt. Look, I realize Hunter Sharp fumbled in the preseason on a punt return, but he also returned one for a touchdown. Why not at least give him a shot? He was familiar with this team. Instead of making 1,800 moves after the final <laughs> original 53-man <laughs> cutdown, you cut Calvin Munson. He's gone. I hate B.J. Goodson. He's bad. The de- the defensive line is like two years old, except for Damon Snacks Harrison. <laughs> And, yeah. the, and the secondary, you have Jack Rabbit, Collins, Eli Apple's not going to play Sunday. Brian you have B.W. Webb tough. and Dante Dion starting. Who's going to cover DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller? Yeah, this is going to be a... Will Fuller will torch the Giants on Sunday. Start him on your fantasy team.
3: For Yeah, I was going to say, for those that who are listening right now, look, we're not fantasy experts, but... whoa. <laughs> if you have a Texan, start him.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I do think that Will Fuller will have a good game. But a lot of people, I'm really surprised, are predicting the Giants to win. Where'd you what? see that? <laughs> Your friend Kyle Earhart thinks the Giants will win.
0: I got to talk to him later.
1: I, I don't think so. The Giants are not going to win this game. Uh, they're
0: six-point dogs. That's, that's big I saw
2: for a team that's 0-2. That's not good, dog. <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's not.
0: I saw two things. One yesterday saying Texans were going to win. And then on Instagram, you know how the NFL hides their uh, their selections. Of for the sure, week? yeah. I saw it. the The Giants are going to lose by like three or six or something, but they're still going to lose. I don't see them winning t- uh Sunday. Yeah. I mean, you got one of the, Eli Apple that's been playing extremely well the last two games. Yeah, and now he's hurt. He's hurt. You haven't seen him been called off for any flags. Big improvement on him, Jack Rabbit. Yeah, all right, he Must tripped nice. whatever. Um, but at the same time. He,
1: it, it, there's going to be no pass rush on the either because yeah. Olivier Vernon is out again.
0: He's still injured. You, you, we won't see him till this week is the five. most
1: important part of the season right now, and Vernon is not a part of it. The, I, how many sacks do the Giants have in their first two games? Like one, I, one and a half, a half? You, yeah, Maybe? you
3: definitely tell they're missing him.
1: Look, here's the problem: the first 25 offensive snaps for the Giants, Barkley had two carries. Two. Eli Manning threw the ball 44 times in the new Pat Shermer 12 personnel offense. Eli Manning should not throw the ball more than 30, 35 times. That's a given. I don't care if you have Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, even Saquon Barkley out of the backfield. Run the ball. If you run the ball, you establish the play-action pass. This is bread and butter first-grade football. Eli Manning has excelled in this type of offense that Pat Shermer has set. Pat Shermer does not know how to use Sterling Shepard. So run the ball. That is how you win football games in this league. Got established Look, establish look a run. what Dallas did. They game managed the game. The Giants couldn't stop them on third down. Late, they stayed on the field the whole game. The Giants had no pass rush. And somehow the Giants are keeping their offense in game. Right. See, Connor Barwin can't do this all either. He was the only guy even getting close to the qu- him. Him and Kareem Martin are the only two decent pass rushers right now. Yeah. Really?
0: But they're going to be exhausted by the Saints, the Jesus. Panthers, you know.
1: They're they're really bad. I mean, all right, let's look at the stats here. Barkley, yes, he had over 100 all-purpose yards. Saquon Barkley had 14 catches for 80 yards. Barkley had 14 yeah. catches. That goes to show you that Eli Manning was checking the ball down all day because yeah. the offensive yeah, line on. gave him no time to look down the field. Ideally, you don't want your running back having 14 catches. That's not who you want to lead
2: your team in catches. Right. Ideally. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, he's making the first guy well, miss. That's not fun, but.
1: It's <laughs> not. It really isn't. You're going to have a bad time doing it. Um, yeah, and the Giants never show up on primetime football. No. I'm sorry. The Giants need to play at 1 o'clock every week. Just, just get them out of the way. Make them the first game of the week. Just get it over. Barkley averaged 2.5 yards a pop. Yikes. Evan, Evan Evan Ingram had seven catches, 67 yards, one touchdown. Half of those were with, like, three minutes left in the fourth quarter. There was nothing there. The Giants cannot get first downs. Odell Beckham had four catches. Yikes. Not good. Shepard, no. I don't think, was called once. The return Oof. game is not there. Sterling Shepard maybe had one catch in the game. Three? No, three for
0: 24.
1: Oh. non factor And you know yeah. it's bad. And the Giants' defense actually somewhat contained Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott had 78 yards and the one touchdown on 17 rushes. Giants did a decent job in Elliott. The problem is you gave up 45 rushing yards to Zach Prescott. That was the problem. Dak. Dak. Crazy. Yeah, you, uh, What's even more crazy? Saquon Barkley leads the league in receptions through two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> did you hear on Beckham's quote? I feel like there's no way... You can't score a touchdown in every quarter and one somewhere else. Is he low key taking a shot at his own offense? Taking a shot at sounds the line. like it. Yeah. Or at his own quarterback?
0: Even? I don't think about his quarterback. I don't think. I think it's more about his offensive line because he's, yeah. his offensive line's not giving Eli any time to get the ball to him or to any other receiver. That you have to look at it this way. He's. Probably, yeah, he's probably take, maybe taking a shot at everybody, saying everybody on that offense needs to step up their game. But I think it's, if, yeah. you know, it, if I'm reading in between the lines, it's probably the line.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's wrap up the Giants quick here. Pink slip time, James. Yes. We're going to rip apart the Giants. One player on the offense and defense. That should be benched. Go. I'm
0: going with Flowers for offense. Because uh, we all hate flowers.
1: Would you guys agree on that? If you had a oh oh, yeah, yeah. that's not even a question. Okay. Um, defense. Talk about the new regime cutting all those reese guys. Flowers are still there. (laughs) This is his fourth year in the league. Whoa, really? Yeah. (laughs) He's been he's been a starter for three years, Mike. Oh my. Three years. I didn't realize it was that bad. Four years. Wow. This is his fourth year in the league. Defense, James. Uh, I know who I'm going defense, I, hands down. You go defense, Tom. Oh, BJ Goodson, get him out. <laughs> get him out. I'm going to say that quick get and hot. <laughs> get him off the field. Bring Calvin Ray, Ray Armstrong, somebody, yeah, please. Right? Oh. I guess it's a good name, you know. I Personally,
0: I'm <laughs> so disgusted.
1: <laughs> and he, he, I mean, he tackles Wayne Gallman in practice like they're both back at Clemson. Come on. <laughs> uh,
0: for defense, I'm going with right now,
1: Vernon. You would sit Olivier Vernon? Yeah. He's sitting regardless. Can't even get on the field.
0: Okay. <laughs> Respectable. Because this is his second year mm-hmm. with his ankle injury yeah. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, first year,
1: whatever. Second year, really? Right. Like, what's going on with you, bud? So the Giants are 0-2. The Jets are 1-1. The Giants are at Houston this week where they'll play against Deshaun Watson. Do the Giants have a shot at winning this game and let's make picks now for the Giants. Uh Chris, um you look re- you you look ready. I am ready. I will start with you. Well,
3: oh f- please. I you want a real prediction? Look, Jadavian Clowney and uh JJ Watt are gonna have five sacks in total. Um so this game is gonna I think it's gonna be right, a, write it down. A, it's gonna be a blowout. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be thirty one seven. No, actually, let He's me, be, I like actually, let me be a little generous. 31-10.
0: Wow. And you said who's getting the sacks?
3: Judavian Clowney and J.J. Watt are getting five in total. That's bold.
2: So,
0: okay, five in total.
3: Because who's, blo- <laughs> who's Eric Flowers
0: going to block? So, let
3: me please, answer that, please. <laughs> who's Eric Flowers yes. blocking?
2: Your prediction. I will take... You know, both teams need a win, obviously. I will give the Texans the edge home. I will say... Well, 27-17 game. Okay. Giants got
1: two TDs and a field goal. More respectable. James?
0: Uh, feel like the Giants are going to somehow win this game.
2: I mean, they got to. If now, yeah. then when?
0: Um, I'm going with
1: 21-18. I like it. For Houston? Yeah. Houston? 17-14, final score. Mm. Um, the Giants are going down the field late. Giants get a first down. It's called back for a penalty. Oh, fourth and 10. Four? Yep. Four, fourth and 10, interception game.
0: Who gets the penalty?
1: Oh, Flowers. I mean, God, okay. Flowers. <laughs> yeah, so right. The Giants go 0-3, the Jets. Week 4 matchup. At Jacksonville, I believe. Right? At Jacksonville. Chris, you're up. L essential
3: taking yeah. a, taking the loss on that one. Um I don't think it'll be a blowout because they have a lot of time to prepare for the Jaguars. So I think it's, it'll be like uh I'll say like 28-14 win for the Jaguars.
1: Okay. Um I'll go next. I say Jacksonville wins 31 20 the reason why I say 20 points is because the Jets' offense is going to come back to life after last week. That's interesting because I also had the Jets with 20 points,
2: but losing to the Jaguars. 31's a lot. I don't think – I mean, their offense could obviously do it, but I think they'll they'll go down like 24, 26 to 20. 24-20. Lock me in. He's locking me in. Jack? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Of
1: course. Can't go back now. Can't. Uh, James? I'm going with the
0: Jets okay um with let's do 24
2: 21. wow this would be the jets always pull out these are you okay
0: yeah no i'm good (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i'm fine
1: (laughs) all right um on that note we're going to step aside for our final break of the evening when we come back we have breaking news regarding wcwp and we will have a Eli Manning, not Eli Manning, Sam Darnold, and Saquon Barkley hot take. You're listening to Review and Preview here on WCWP and MyWCWP.org. Now back to Review and Preview on WCWP Sports.org. Good evening and welcome back to Review and Preview, folks. I am your host, Tom Scavetta, breaking news regarding a former WCWP alumni. Former WCWP football play-by-play announcer Travis Demers, who currently lives in Portland, Oregon, Rip City, will be the temporary fill-in play-by-play radio voice for the Portland Trailblazers to start the 2018-2019 season. That's awesome. Travis Congrats. Demers got his career start here at WCWP. Since moving out to Oregon, he has done a great job hosting radio shows. And uh, the Trailblazers' regular play-by-play voice, Brian Wheeler, will be on temporary temporary medical leave, so we hope he is okay. Um, and Travis Demers, definitely very happy for him and excited for uh, this opportunity Travis WCWP is very proud and I think I speak on behalf of everybody he was great here and great to see him doing great things there also Um, just to let you guys know next week we will still have review and preview uh, from Friday 7 to 9 but um, Kyle Kyle Russo will be hosting mm -hmm. review and preview so there's going to be a studio it's going to be Kyle and Mike it will be Kyle Russo Mike Dawes and an engineer to be announced Mm-hmm. So i will be real steamy. Good luck next week. I'm looking forward to hearing the show. Yeah, I mean, I'll be on my
3: way home from. Uh, where am I going? You'll be, Merrimack.
1: You'll be on your way up. Up, yeah, to Merrimack. You will next be way. about roughly 260 miles away here from the studio. Staying at
3: Griffin's house. Yeah. So that's almost
1: almost at New Hampshire. Almost, not quite. Yeah, be that'll be a fun. I'll be a fun drive. Let's get to this here. Uh, so two weeks in. Two weeks into the season, three games for Darnold, two games for Barkley. Uh, who has had the better impact on their team? I will start with James, and then we'll go around counter- counterclockwise. James, who's been better? All right, you see, they're two different position
0: players. So, but in my eyes, better. I I'm lost <laughs> to words because the. They're obviously two different position players playing for two different teams for two different needs. I want to say Barkley is better for the Giants because they get an upgrade at the running back. I want to say he's a little bit more of the edge, even though they don't last as long as QBs mm-hmm. like Darnold. Um, while I'm not trying to do any favoritism on uh, this at all, but I'm, I'm going with Barkley because he's update, he's upgraded that running game well, hopefully, once we get the offensive line in shape, and then he has proven that he can. He he's not some, but like not an uh, a rookie where he's gonna get in this type of you know trouble or um, anything that happens to him during the season. You know, he He come out. He came out of the backfield all last week and was catching all these passes. So for him to do what he's done, kind of like stepped up in my eyes, in the Dallas game to try to help his team, try to push his team over the 50-yard line um, and try to do better. I see Mm -hmm. him. Now, Darnold on the other side, obviously he's a quarterback. He's young. Last night was unfortunate for him. Maybe pressure got to him. Who knows? Only he knows and the coaches know. Um, Best of luck to him in my eyes. I feel like he's going to improve that team a lot mid season once he's fully informed with everybody, in a good groove, even if they don't do very well this year. Uh he is he's he has one of the probably the brighter features to come out of New York.
1: Mike, uh we're short on time, but give your uh, hot take here. Quick pitch. Um
2: as of right now the better player is Saquon Barkley. He's the most ready and I believe he's better, but the ceiling I would say is higher for Darnold. So but I mean just like James said the needs it fits each team, but I would say right now Barkley is a better player. Chris, I'm
3: gonna say Donald, but it's very close. It's like if someone was like one A, Donald's one B. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Barkley's one B. It's very close. Just, and I'm only picking Donald. I'm not picking this because I'm, I'm a Jets fan. I'm picking Donald because he came out, shined his first game, and he comes in the second game. Yeah, he had two interceptions. But he also threw for 300 yards. That's very hard for any rookie. He's the youngest rookie ever to throw for 300 yards. That's a great accomplishment. And we saw, I mean, yeah, again, the Bra- the Browns game doesn't help his uh, resume right now. But I still think uh, he'll be and Barkley. He's been playing great. He had 80 yards the first game. And if he honestly, if he had a better O line, I think this would be Barkley hands down without a doubt. Mm-hmm. But because he hasn't had the O line, he hasn't pr- uh, produced up to the. I guess the stats everyone wants him to see, like he, everyone wants him to see like run for 100, 120 yards and two touchdowns every game. Mm-hmm. He hasn't really done that yet, but I, and I agree with Mike that the ceiling is definitely higher for Donald just because he's a quarterback. You only have like a six to eight year lifespan on running backs, so I'm going to take Donald, but I
1: do love Saquon, and I think he, he'll be he'll flourish in this league. Barkley, no question, uh, because I do think that he is the better athlete of the two. Uh, Obviously, he was the most prized player, I think, out of this year's draft. I think Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield will have a a long-time debate on who will be the best quarterback out of this class. I think for the Giants this year in the offseason, I think a running back was a bigger need for the Giants than a quarterback. So I do think... Just, I kind of want to end this discussion as of right now, this very moment. The Giants made the right choice on who they picked. The Jets made the right choice on who they picked. I think they will both be successful for both teams. I do think Donald has a higher ceiling only because he is a quarterback. Barkley still found a way to rush for 100 yards in Week 1. And he still found a way to get over 100 total yards in Week 2 behind a Giants' monstrosity of an offensive line. deplorable is the word i like to use. Uh, <laughs> you know, but uh yeah, so that's me. Let's um review and preview some big games this week. Let's start uh the most surprising 2 and 0 team for you guys and the most surprising 0 and 2 team. Now, keep in mind there are 9 teams remaining that are undefeated, all 2 and 0. Um quick change here. I'll start this one since i almost never start on the show. I'm going to go uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who I actually slipped and I listened back to last week's show when we were picking division winners for each team I actually did say Tampa Bay would win the NFC South who knew they would be <laughs> 2-0 and Chris I'm going with Tampa Bay what are your thoughts on that and who is yours I'm <sighs> still laughing about it
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean Tampa Bay's been playing phenomenal I mean they continue this pace. They're just—I don't know. I—I I don't know. Honestly, I'm at a loss of words for the Bucks right now because I really thought they were going to win. Like, I thought they were going to win two games max all year. And now, Fitzmagic has returned. Uh, Winston has is sitting on the bench probably rest of the year unless uh, Fitzmagic stin- starts stinking it up. I'm going to agree with you, Tom. I'm going to take the Bucks.
2: Um, Bucks right. is a nice choice. I will take you know to be, to be different out here. I'll I know, I know the... who you're
1: taking. I know who you're taking. Ooh.
2: I'm nervous. South Beach. I was well, my 0-2 team. I was going to take the. Oh, I just had him. All right, I'll start with the two now. Sure. Uh, Denver
1: Broncos. Okay. Oh. did not.
2: I did not see that coming from the
1: Broncos. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, they beat Seattle week one. Yes. That's kind of surprising. And then
2: they beat the Ravens after that big win for versus the Bills. And then for 0-2, most surprising 0-2 team, I will take the, I just had it. Oh, the Houston Texans. Did not see that coming. So, you know, they got off to a terrible start. So, yeah, that those are my uh, 2 0 oh, oh, 2
1: James?
0: 2-0, uh, oh, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. I uh, wasn't expecting that in my eyes personally. Um, I don't know why because they've always started out or they've always been a talk. Um, o and 2 team, I want to go with, I just had it, um, I want to go with, well, the Steelers. They're 1-1 they're one and one with the tie, but it should be 0-2. Um, but I'm going them with 0-2, um, even though they've been having Le'Veon Bell problems um, there is plenty of other guys in that offense that should have been able to step up.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you're saying most surprising, the Giants 0 and 2, right?
0: No, the Steelers.
1: The Steelers. Were there? The Steelers are 0 1 and 1. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll I'll, I'll let that pass. But at, out of 0 and 2, oh. would, would would you say the Giants? Yeah. 0? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So as you know, I picked Tampa Bay as 2 and 0. Um as 0-2. Um I'm I'm gonna go out there and say the Giants strictly because they should have won by default Sunday night to Dallas. They should they should have beat Dallas. They should be one and one right now. I th- we saw the loss to Jacksonville coming. They weren't gonna beat them in week one. Uh even though some people predicted that they might. Uh Dallas should have been a win. All right. Fair enough. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um moving on. Uh there were two ties. One in week one, one in week two. Uh, This is the first time there's been two ties in the first two weeks in, like, forever. There were no ties last year. What are your guys' thoughts on ties? Personally, I hate them. I just hate looking at them on a, like, on when you're watching on Fox or NBC on ESPN and you see a team at the end of the season... Is like nine six and one. You, you just want to shoot yourself looking at that score. I hate <laughs> I hate ties. I don't think they should be a team. There should always be a clear cut winner and a clear cut loser in an, in an NFL game. There should be no, you know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I hate yeah. ties. They're awful. Yeah,
3: they're the, they're the worst. I don't understand why the NFL switched their ruling to ties. Like I get maybe it's because they got a uh, maybe you want to shorten the game a bit. They uh. Want to protect player safety, and I get that hundred percent. But if that's the case, don't have it end in a tie. Change, just change the overtime rules. I think to college overtime rules. I love college overtime rules. They're short. They, uh, you don't, they can't, you're less likely to get hurt and everything like that. So I, I, I personally, if that's what you're going to change it to, change it to college rules. Don't have these dumb ties where it's just so annoying that like oh yeah the players they're so happy
2: I'd rather lose a football game That's a terrible take No I'd rather lose No well that's a terrible take As a
1: player when so, does Mike not think Chris has a take well, so you'd take.
2: rather be 0-2 than 1-1 and 1 that's just From a player's oh, no, standpoint 0, one 1-1 that's bad point From a
1: player's standpoint Well you're
3: wrong you could say anything right now you're wrong From a player's standpoint nope. I'd rather have I'd rather have the loss cuz a tie
2: is oh yeah we worked so hard to tie so you'd rather lose. I'd rather lose. That's a bad take. That's just a terrible take. I don't I don't mind the ties. Maybe they should you know, extend the uh, overtime to 15 minutes. Well, back to 15 minutes. Yeah, they shortened yeah, it. Yeah, but, like, I don't see a big deal in the ties. Not a ties fan. Well, you're an idiot. I mean, to say you'd rather lose is ridiculous. Wow. Hostility here in the studio. Chris, oh, I, I
1: hate, hate my I, I, I hate my It's such a bad take. No, it's not yes. a bad take. Tough love, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um n- next question. Who is the MVP through the first two weeks? Fitz Magic or Pat Mahomes? Ooh. Mike, you go first. We'll start with Mike, uh,
2: Lord Dawes. I'll go Fitzpatrick. <laughs> he does have two less touchdowns but more yards, I believe. And, you know, it's it's really a toss up. I mean they've yeah. been so good. Mm-hmm. But I would give the edge to Fitzpatrick, but coin flip for sure yeah
3: I I also agree with Mike on that even though we've been just beefing yeah I agree with Mike on that Fitzpatrick yeah he does have two less touchdowns than that but no one expected this from Fitzpatrick Patrick Mahomes everyone was kind of like oh what's he gonna do blah 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 no one was expecting uh, Fitzpatrick to come in and and Mm -hmm. be this good like I mean like we saw in the past like he's shown signs of greatness but never like this never he's never thrown eight touchdowns one interception was it 800 yards I believe in the first two, 800 plus yards yeah. in the first two yeah. games. No one expected that.
1: Just to make this clear, guys, we are not referring to the former New York Met pitcher, Pat Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to kill the moment and bring it down, but there was a Pat Mahomes who played for the Mets. I just looked it up. Yeah, late 90s, early 2000s. Fun fact, his son is actually Pat Mahomes <laughs>
2: on the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, they were talking about it on the radio today. I heard. It was awesome. That's a, that is a fun fact.
1: It you know, it went from an awful digressing <laughs> joke to an actual relevant <laughs> piece of oh, information. Yes. Um, yeah, he is Pat Mahomes the second. Uh just to be different, I'm gonna go Pat Mahomes. I love what FitzMagic has done for Tampa Bay, but realistically, how long is this going to last? Fitz FitzMagic is gonna get hurt yeah. and then Winston is yeah. gonna come in and then it's gonna derail Tampa oh, yeah. Bay's season. I think that Mahomes will keep Kansas City consistent much longer. Great name out of Texas Tech. Uh, look, it, this guy was picked 10th overall in last year's draft. So, you know, something's got to ring a bell there. That Pat Mahomes taking over for Alex Smith, sitting behind Alex Smith for one year was the best thing that could have happened to Pat Mahomes because now he's ready to take over in an offense that, believe it or not, as much as it fit Alex Smith, it well suits him more than Alex Smith. So I'm going to go with Pat Mahomes. Uh, magic. Just
0: Because <laughs> he went to
1: Harvard. Yeah. Yes, he was yes. smart. We he have he's had a, smart, a Harvard man. alumni on the show. Oh. oh see, so look, we're a smart show. Josh right. Lafazan was here back in uh, April. Wow. Nice. The Nassau County legislator. I believe it was me, Kyle Russo, here for that. I was not there. Yeah. That. I was, so that, was not, that was not me. It was us here. That's pretty cool. So Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, all right. A- big injuries. Uh, Devontae Freeman obviously out, uh, James. Why? <laughs> you dropped Devontae Freeman from your fantasy team. Oh, yeah, well, you know,
0: uh, alright, to be honest, I'm not very good at this fantasy thing. Um, and I saw he was questionable, and I'm like, alright, let me see if there's somebody else better out there. And I figured, he, somebody has to be, and clearly, I was completely wrong. And uh, so I dropped them. I'm like, all right, maybe nobody won't really notice I the dropped them, and I'll just pick them up the following week. But at <laughs> least somebody saw them and picked them up. Um, I, so, I I picked them up, FYI. Yeah, but I. This is
1: our ESPN league, by the way. I'm in way
3: too many leagues. I gotta. I have a problem, Mike. I'm surprised.
0: I you had have, no knowledge. of it. I had no knowledge. If you, of you look this. at the league Neither activity, I, right I didn't know now. It was either. Because wow. Tom texted me he's I, like, I hate to do this, James. <laughs> it's nah. funny. He's like, You dropped him? And I'm like Yeah. And then he'd respond <laughs> to me and I'm like huh. I'm like you know, I probably said some other yeah. stuff. And uh, I was like, Well so no, yeah. I, I learned.
1: Um other injuries, Earl Thomas is questionable. Uh, Marcus Mariota is also questionable. R- Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Fournette, which is huge for Jacksonville. Huge. If they don't play, that would be good for the Jets. Um, probably going to see TJ Yeldon again. Um, but TJ Yeldon can still run behind Andrew Norwell in that offensive line. Cam Robinson and Andrew Norwell on that left side. And Lindor, the, Lindor the captain at oh, center. He, he's so good. He's great. Yeah. He's so uh, good. For the Vikings, don't forget Dalvin Cook. And Everson Griffin have both been ruled out Ooh, really? this Ooh, week. That's tough. That's hard. So, is. no Cook, arguably, your best player on offense. Everson Griffin, unquestionably, your best player on defense. You can make the argument for Harrison Smith, but Griffin's better.
2: Um. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect week to be playing the Bills. It is.
1: Can I, uh, Tom, I don't know if you saw this, but
0: sure. Cole Beasley is questionable as well. Okay. I mean, I don't know I if mean, that Dallas,
1: impacts. Dallas doesn't have. Yeah. Jack, you know what? But, so you know it's.
0: Uh, in case that's anybody's on their fantasy roster, I like can't mine, speak cause we lost a little, but still, I think he was
3: the last pick
1: in one of my drafts. Um, so. so realistically, other games this past week, uh, Atlanta beat Carolina thirty-one twenty-four. Great bounce-back win at home at the Georgia Dome. A great. Week for Matt Ryan and Julio Jones back on track. I like where Atlanta's headed, Mike. Your Super Bowl pick, your Super Bowl yes. winner. Yes, I hope so. Beats the Carolina Panthers and Christian McCaffrey, who is also tied for the NFL lead in receptions with Saquon Barkley. Two running backs lead the league in receptions. I see, right but now. that that's the thing between
3: Saquon and McCaffrey. McCaffrey. McCaffrey is a receiving back. Now Saquon can, but you want to see more rushing yards. Out of Mc, out of uh, Bar- right. Barkley, mm-hmm. not receiving yards and right. receptions.
2: And this is like the new NFL too.
1: It's yeah, yeah. It, backs. It's, it's, But if you're a good receiving back, you're you, tip, you typically you're an elite running back in the NFL. Look yeah. at Le'Veon Bell, David yes. Johnson, David Johnson, Zeke, he, McCaffrey, and yes. even you can throw Barkley in there because he can catch the ball a lot as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did it at Penn State. He gets all-purpose yards. I'm looking forward to it. Um, don't forget. Uh, the Colts on the road beat Washington. That was a big win for them. Ooh, yeah, big win for the Colts. Great. After yeah, losing at exactly. home to the Bengals. Uh the Titans beat the Texans. Not good for Houston. Not losing good. to Tennessee. Yes, they made the playoffs last year.
3: Let's not forget, this was the, the Blaine gabbert led Titans. The Titans are so boring
1: to me. The Titans were without Mariota and they were without Delaney Walker, who yes. was out for the season. And they won. Maybe the Texans aren't that good and maybe Derek the Giants Henry won't. and Deion Lewis, who knows at this point. Um, Derek
3: Henry he not has barely showed up in these first two games. It's been yeah. it's been the Deion Lewis show on that offense. Yeah.
1: The Bucks beat the Eagles somehow. I love the effect that the Sean Jackson has had. Um
3: oh, I picked him up right First play touchdown.
1: Yeah, he's been great. Fitzpatrick, the four touchdown passes. Jackson Four catches, 129. O.J. Howard has been good. Don't forget about Godwin, Humphreys, uh, Mike Evans, of course. Tampa Bay is, definitely has weapons offensively. Um, yeah. And, you know, they kind of take the Jets used players and they rebrand them. You know, they're used garbage. Uh, <laughs> the players that the Jets have disposed of, and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Chandler Catanzaro as well. He's now yeah. a Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I was tight we didn't bring him back.
3: But, I mean, you know, it's whatever. Jason Myers is fine. Yeah, so. no, he's
1: fine. Not much of a downgrade at all, if you ask me. Uh, since we're short on time here, the Chiefs beat the Steelers, scored 42 points. I've got to ask, guys. Yeah, Bell is holding out. But what is going on in Pittsburgh? Stinks. with Not just the defense, but Antonio Brown. Yeah. Like, what What in the world is happening? Ben Roethlisberger throws for 450 yards, has a perfect game. Well, I wouldn't say perfect game because he threw the ball 60 times. Wow. But he's still lost, man. Yeah, Jesse James had a phenomenal game at tight end. Juju Smith-Schuster mm-hmm. went off. Antonio Brown went off. Vance McDonald was decent, but, man, the defense stinks because, yeah, Kelsey yeah. and Sammy Watkins both had 100 yards. Tyreek Hill right behind them at 90. Mahomes had six touchdown passes. Six.
3: I mean, look, this has been a question for year uh, the past couple of years now, that the Steelers haven't had a good defense, and you can definitely tell they're missing Ryan Shazier. I mean, m- man, in that middle linebacker position, yeah, he's oh, a big, yeah. he's a big time field general. He's like, he's the captain of that defense, and losing him, you, you're literally taking out the heart of that defense. Basically, and now you're asking other guys to step up, like T.J. Watt. Cameron Hayward and all these other guys to step up who aren't as good of leaders as Shazier was.
1: Shazier was, yeah. You know, I watched Shazier coming out to announce the Steelers pick uh, this year. Yeah. He did not look good. Um, It's sad. I liked Shazier too a lot. did too. Uh, Let's get to the Bills game with uh, the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers get their first win, but I want to analyze this game for a hot second here. First off, McCoy gets hurt, and now McCoy is having off the field issues. Not good because he's really the only weapon the Bills have. Yeah. Um, Vontae Davis retires mid game. Bad guy. Or, <laughs> he's 30, such a bad guy. Old. Yeah. And I was working on this game at NBC, and that's how I knew so much in depth about this game. And I just watched Vontae Davis walk off the field, <laughs> and he's standing on the sideline. Oh, there's nothing wrong with him. There's nothing wrong. You're down twenty-eight to three at halftime. There's something wrong. And that you was walk one of the, out of the game. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in football. He's such a bad. I gotta walk so away from the funny. game. I can't compete at this level anymore. It was time for me to go. Like I understand. In the
3: middle of week two. That's what I'm saying. Like I understand. Like maybe like after the game, you come to a realization. Hey, my body can't do this anymore. Same for me, dog. Just get I, out of there. <laughs> like I understand, like if you if you after the game your body was like, you know what, you can't do this anymore. You gotta stop. I get that yeah. completely. Yeah. But halfway through the game, you were just like, tough. I can't do this. You oh, couldn't yeah. think about that. You know, two hours during pregame, or just you know, man it out for the next two quarters, or even just tell your coach you halftime. Hey, coach. Legs bothering me. If I go out there again, something's gonna happen. I really right. can't. I really can't go out there. I tell you, coach, don't retire at halftime like a bad guy. Yeah, like yeah.
1: <laughs> he's he's just awful. Like that that's something you just don't do. The longtime Miami Dolph, It's something you don't do. He's had a good career. He's, he has he's a has Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is
3: how he'll be remembered. Yeah, that's yeah? how he's gonna be remembered. That <laughs> guy true.
1: who just walked out. And I'm going to say up. one thing about this game. This was Josh Allen's first career start. You're going to walk out on your rookie quarterback like that. I don't care really? if you're an offensive player, defensive player, special teams. Your rookie quarterback, a bright future for this team, and you're just going to walk off the field. Yeah. Come on. And Josh Allen, by the way, we're extending the show for an extra five minutes, uh, but Josh Allen is on the sideline pumping up his defensive players like a leader would do. Good. The Bills were down 28-3 to halftime. You know what adjustment they made? Sean McDermott actually started calling defensive plays where San San Diego, the L.A. Chargers, they didn't score a touchdown in the second half. They had three points in the entire second half. Yeah, the Bills lost 31-20, but it was just too bad of a first half for Buffalo to overcome with the talent that they have but their defense played really well in that second half because McDermott started calling the plays. That's his bread and butter. That's what he does. And Allen looks somewhat impressive in that second half.
2: Yeah, that offensive line is putrid.
1: It is, though. Give me Eric Wood retired. I so know. It's, it's, it's all bad. And plus they rough. traded their left tackle. It's all bad. It's
2: rough. But, I mean, you know,
1: He's got the potential for sure. Yeah, he
2: yeah. does. Yeah, he's I mean, look,
3: build you him. give him some we- at least some weapons it's behind tough. him, but yeah, it was
2: tough. Charles Clay's
1: his best weapon other than Zay Major Jones. Away.
3: I like Zay, Zay Jones. Jones too.
2: He's not good though. <sighs> no, no, not,
1: no, not not yet. Not yet. Um, That's a good point. We saw the tie between the Vikings and the Packers. Uh, I can't stand missed time. field goal late by Mason Crosby. Right? Yeah. It no. was definitely a tough game to watch. Cousins looked good with four touchdowns over 400 yards. Do you, you think he, he found looked, his home? Yeah, I mean he, he looked really be- like, he looked better than Rodgers. He did. Last he week. did. He had
3: better stats. I had Kirk. Cous- I have Kirk Cousins and Rodgers on in one of one of my fantasy teams. I have. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to not start Aaron Rodgers. So I started Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. He had. He gave me like four, like 13 points. Meanwhile, I have Kirk Cousins on my bench, and he had like 32. And yeah. he just literally blew off the doors. I mean the doors.
0: Doors. <laughs> <laughs> the doors. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mike, you were there. Oh, apparently.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is Review and Preview, folks. Um, Yeah, so, you know, you're really thinking about it, and Minnesota flat-out played a better game. Green Bay only had 350 yards of offense. That's not Green Bay-like numbers. Adam Thielen looked great, 12 for 131 yards and a touchdown. Diggs had two TDs. Rudolph looked good over the middle of the field. Um, They looked great. The San Francisco 49ers get back on track, beating the Lions 30-27, to the Jimmy Garoppolo era. San Francisco is a team to keep an eye on this year. Lions drop to 0-2. The Saints beat the Browns. As we just recapped, the Packers and the Vikings ended in a tie. The Vikings did score those 22 uh, fourth-quarter points that tied the game after scoring only seven the rest of the game. Rams blank the Cardinals 34-0. New England loses to Jacksonville. Thirty-one twenty. Awesome.
3: Speaking of uh, New England, did we get to the uh, Josh Gordon news before I came in?
1: We did not.
3: Uh-huh. But Josh
1: Gordon is now a New England Patriot. What, uh, do you, what do you think about that?
3: Not a fan. Just because we, we have to see him now twice a year.
1: Uh-huh. That's unfortunate. But, yeah, Blake, Blake, Blake Bortles. <laughs> this New England defense scares me, guys, because Blake Bortles had 378 passing yards and four touchdowns. Are those Blake Bortles numbers? No. No.
3: No, but see that's why look with Blake Bortles he's the kind of quarterback that will he will have these great games where he will throw for 300 yards and have four touchdowns but he'll also have the games where excuse me sorry he'll have the uh he'll have games where he throws three interceptions and has one touchdown and 100 yards so he's an up and down quarterback i mean right. does he play great yeah i just think i just think he happened to have a great game this time i don't think he this is anything to be like ooh Blake Bortles is like the next Peyton Manning or anything like that
1: Oh, for sure. No one's saying that. (laughs) Broncos beat the Raiders 2019. John Gruden stinks. Oakland is (laughs) 0-2. The Bears beat the Seahawks on Monday Night Football 24-17. Seattle is also 0-2. Khalil Mack beat. Khalil Mack. Yeah, he's been great since going to Chicago. If you don't have their defense in fantasy, pick him up. All right. We have two minutes left. One lock, one upset. James, you were our secretary for this. Write it down. Oh, I would like to go first, if <laughs> right. you guys don't mind. Mike? Sure.
2: My lock will be the Chicago Bears. Kind and of forgot who they're playing. Just but to
1: make that clear. <laughs> I didn't write this that part week, down. Um, for all our listeners and viewers on Facebook Live, the Chicago Bears are on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. So that's I'll your lock. Yeah. Okay. That's a good lock.
2: And uh, the upset. Mm, I have it between the Cowboys or the Saints. They're both underdogs. I will go Cowboys, lock it in. Nice. <laughs> Clem. Alright,
3: my lock is the Vikings against the Bills. I feel like that's a no brainer. You're boring. Um now here's the thing. Is are the Bucks considered underdogs going to Pit uh, against Pittsburgh?
2: Um, not sure. It was it was actually uh Pick'em, so All right, well, either way, I'm
3: going to take the uh, 49ers over the Chiefs as my upset.
2: Wow, okay. Okay. Tom?
1: All right. Um, My upset will be, um, actually, let me start with my block. I'm going to go with Clem, the Vikings over the Bills. Um, Yeah, there's not really much to really talk about there. Um, and then my upset, the Bengals will will upset Carolina on the road. Even despite the Bengals being 2-0, Cara, Carolina is a really good home team. Yes. And I think the Cincinnati Bengals will find a way to improve the
2: 3-0. Also, I want to change from Dallas to the Saints. I do this all the time, but I
0: got to. Uh,
1: backtracker, Dolphins. I I it's, it's in my DNA. All right. Uh, James, you're up.
0: Block the 49ers and upset the Seahawks.
3: You see how we had that, me and James. I picked the upset for the 49ers. He picked the
1: lock. 49ers are playing the Chiefs, and the Seattle Seahawks are home against Dallas leading up to Monday night's game between the Steelers at the Buccaneers. Also other notable games, the Pats at the Lions, Chargers at the Rams, which is going to be an excellent game. The two L.A. teams battling it out. On that note, on behalf of Mike Dawes, James Montefusco, and Chris Klim, I'm Tom Scavetta. Tune in next week when Kyle Russo hosts a special edition of Review and Preview with Mike Dawes and our engineer who will be to be determined. You've been listening to Review and Preview here on wcwpsports.org and my WCWP.org. Damn. Here we go again.
0: Common past on his beat, I made it to a jam.